Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50 of Game Time with Manny. As usual, I am here with Matt. Yes. Uh, this is crazy. I can't believe that I have done a minimum of 50 of these because I did some Project Top 10s as well. Yeah. But and that's ridiculous. Yeah, and I'll, you've done, I would guess, a little little less than half of them in the last, like, six, seven months. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Which, I mean, that's what happens when you go from once a month, oh, if, if that. that yeah. yeah, I, man, when I started, I wanted to record a podcast, and then when I realized that, wow, it's hard to talk by yourself for upwards mm-hmm. of 40 minutes, yeah. and then I would just, like, not think of a topic or whatever, and just be like, well, we just won't do it this month, or the next one. Right. But now, because we do it this way, it is a lot easier, and I think more fun to do. Yeah, that so. I, I remember listening to one of your podcasts, and you're like... My New Year's goal is to do more podcasts, and then you did, like, maybe one, one? after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so then I was like, well, Nukio's moving away, so Manny and I will need to figure out something to do. So, yeah, so, so then we... Podcast it up. Yeah. And it's gone well so far, yeah. I think. We haven't uh, missed a single one. No, which is impressive. It is. That could... Oh, boy. We should keep the trend. But someday something horrific will happen, and we will have to skip a podcast. Mm, I think we'll just reschedule it to a different That's day. That's probably true. Because we did do that We did it once because I... Was going to Colorado. Yes. And somehow we miraculously returned at the exact appropriate time. Yeah. I returned, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to continue to do this podcast, but 50 is a big... uh, Yes. So we're doing something a little special at the end. Yeah, for the second part, we're going to make predictions. How did you want to do that? Did you want them to be ones that are from this year specifically? Like, are we going to revisit these and see if we have accomplished the prediction? I let's yeah let's say episode seventy five, which will be approximately one year from now. Okay. Uh, we'll look back and then maybe make more predictions for the next for the next year. So like a couple mine may not happen in that year but okay we never know yeah i one of mine we will see um so the news there was not like a lot of huge news but there was a lot of what i felt to be interesting news i last week there was nothing there's nothing happened last week that I, is true. I, I was like scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> so like the one thing i put up there i was like this isn't really that big of a news story. i don't know i think that the master chief collection coming to pc is a big deal what i didn't right. realize until last night when i was talking to someone is it is also coming to steam it is yes. it is not just coming to the microsoft store which seems weird to me yes because all of their other first party microsoft games are like they make sure you know that they're exclusive to the garbage ass windows 10 store on pc mm-hmm. um i mean maybe they just assume that the halo at least one two and three have such wide scope of like an audience that they can sell way more if they put it on steam but even then i mean like it's so big it would drive people to the store just to buy that i guess and i i mean it is bigger than what it was when i bought it for xbox one because it is halo one two three four four odst odst is a dlc but then that said that was coming with reach so why wouldn't it come with i i reach halo reach was not in the mm -hmm. original at all and it wasn't even an add-on See, I know I bought, or, you know, I have the, the collection, and I was like, all right, I'm going to play 1, 2, 3, 4, and then I'm going to play, you know, ODST. 
and then I went in to start playing it, and it was like, oh, you have so, to spend five dollars, even though it's like I have ODST because mm. when I bought the Master Chief Collection, it, it was actively free. on fire, and they gave it away. And for they free. gave it away for free. But I think that if you buy this version on PC because it's not a play anywhere game, I think it will come with ODST. Okay, maybe because it, it is coming with Reach. It mm. would be really stupid to be like, oh, hey, we're, right. here's this. Yeah, because Reach um, is on um, Game Pass anyways. Oh, okay. So like. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting about this, like outside of the context of that Halo is coming to PC, yes. H- Halo 2 was a PC game that was mm. exclusive to Windows Vista. Yes. Classic. Uh, or was it three? I don't remember. It was two or three. One of them, and you could only play it on Windows Vista, no other version of Windows. It was like the beginning of the games with Windows Live service mm. that is now defunct and right. was terrible in the first place. Um but Ninja, the like most popular streamer on Twitch, he was he started off as a pro Halo player. Oh, okay. So now I think he will blow up all over again because he is so good at Halo that it is disgusting. Mm. And because he has shown that he is still good at battle royales and stuff like that, I think that this will be really good for him. Mm. Which like I don't even really like watching him, but seeing sick Halo plays is I enjoy very much. They did. Oh. Yeah, the the weird thing to me is why it took so long. Oh, that's not weird to me. It was so broken. I guess. It was so <clears throat> broken. It's still broken. Like, there are still mm. issues with the Xbox One version of the Master Chief Collection. Like, it's been on fire for years. I guess, yeah. I mean, it just... I didn't experience any of that, but I didn't go for any of the multiplayer stuff. The multiplayer stuff, stuff yeah. was fucked up. There were even bugs in the campaigns right. in some of them. It was really rough, yeah, and I yeah. don't know how that happened to like but, I mean, Microsoft's that was, premier franchise overall. That was four years ago now? Yeah, and it's still kind of fucked up That's, with matchmaking and things, so it's right. like it's just strange. Mm-hmm. I, I, Do you think that's why Halo, quote unquote, six or Infinite or whatever it's whatever called? Whatever the hell it's called, yeah. Do you think that's why it's been delayed so much? Because they've been so focused on getting this going? Maybe. Because I, I have no idea. That Halo Infinite thing is really weird because right. they just showed Master Chief and said, "This is what this game is called, not what it is, what it right. does." No, there was like a lot of like wild animals and stuff. There were wild, and it looked like a weird open world. I it don't know, did. man. I that. That just means nothing, though. <clears throat> right. I, it's just... That trailer told us nothing. No, and, and I I just... I do think it is interesting that it, Halo is coming to PC because it is, like, the franchise that made console shooters matter mm-hmm. at all. And, like, it's one of the few things that proved that first-person shooters don't have to suck on console. It was the first one to prove the concept, and I would argue Modern Warfare perfected it which is yeah i think that's true um so i mean it was kind of like a one-two punch because really there was probably what five years between the two and that was about it but like if you go back and play first person shooters before halo Mm -hmm. like that shit is crazy yeah like even when halo came out it started making things popularized in console shooters but even then controls still weren't like Mm -hmm. standardized as a whole over the course of the first person and third person shooter genre those games are fucking crazy to play you're like i don't know man which button is my grenade it could be literally anything well that's still today though no i well grenade yes but most (laughs) most of the time like shooting will be on a trigger 
and the aim also be on a trigger. Which, I mean, even fairness, I mean, even Halo had weird controls. It did, and they, I mean, it's different now. Yes. But. Yeah, because, I mean, you can go in the Master Chief collection and change the you control can. scheme. You can. People used to, uh, there's so many weird Halo control schemes. Like, Boxer is the one that I always think about mm-hmm. that crazy people use. Um, yeah, I just went with, like, the one that would be considered standard for Yeah, today. yeah, but, it, I mean, it was a lot different then. Yes. But, it, I mean... It's interesting that they will now fully be coming to PC outside of Halo 2 mm-hmm. and emulators. Uh, <laughs> just because it's it's very much like a console shooter thing. Right. So I wonder if people will be... I don't know, it's Halo, so people yeah. will be excited regardless. But I wonder if it will feel as good. I'm sure. I mean, probably. Nostalgia I, mean, De- will... De- I guess Destiny feels fine on PC. And mm-hmm. Bungie made 1, 2, and 3, so... Nostalgia will... Definitely carried along, I'm sure. I don't know about that. (laughs) Halo 1 is fucking rough. I remember playing that and being like... Because I did not play Halo back in the day, so when I got the Master Chief Collection and played through it in co-op, Halo 1 was like, what? I I literally could not grasp what people saw about it back in the day other than, like, this is a competent first-person shooter on a console. Mm -hmm. Because, like... Boy, the graphics were rough. The yeah, shooting is rough. Like most, most of it is pretty rough, and like the plot is meaningless. Like it's mm-hmm. so generic and bland. Halo Two, I think, is where that franchise really got a lot better. Like it knew what it wanted to be at that point, right? And then three and perfected that, I think. And then mm-hmm. four changed it a little bit, but it was a different studio, so I don't know, man. Yeah, which I mean, three four three for that was specifically made and brought together to make Halo games. Yeah, so, so. it was just like Halo super fans making Halos. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I th- I think that that is a big news mm-hmm. deal just because it's what it's out of nowhere. Also, I guess for us it's not a big news thing. No, I, but just in general yeah. it is. Um, the next one we have on here, which is in the long line of people trashing on the Epic Store, is, uh, someone on Reddit posted that the Epic Game Store was crawling the Steam folders to get information from them. And so, if you hear that, you're like, wow, that doesn't sound super great, but I mean, obviously they would want to get data from Steam about, like, what games you're playing and, Mm -hmm. like, how often you play and things like that. It's not doing that. Turns out that there is a way that you can import your Steam friends list to the Epic Game Store, and that's why it's crawling those folders, Mm. is because it says, hey, do you want me to pull your Steam friends list? But it crawls that before you tell it to do that, just so it has that ready for it to do. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure they're also stealing your hot Steam data, because some statistics that they've put out, like about how people don't even have Steam installed that play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. They would have to be doing stuff like that. Um, Is it bad that I kind of assumed all companies are already doing this? No. That's why That's why I... <laughs> it's so strange because... <sighs> yeah, they are. Yeah, like, that's... everyone is. Like, how do, you, how do they think that so many... There was so much data when right. Apex launched about, like... Oh man, people are playing this, but they're not launching these two games. Like, how the fuck would they know that if mm-hmm. they're not 
You know what I, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. they're all they're all stealing your data, man. If we're using Google Docs right now, they're stealing all our data. Oh, I mean, you found with your phone. You've talked about a, a yeah, specific you talk artist. about a thing, and then things will start the, to pop up on your phone or like. If you're on the same network as someone else who's looking up certain types of videos, YouTube mm -hmm. will try to surface those videos for you as well yeah, because yeah. you're on the same network. Like, it, every company is doing that. And yes, it's not great, but right. it is just, it is happening. I just, the Epic Game Store is being trashed on in so many different ways. And like, sure, they are doing some like weird anti consumer practices by like, buying exclusives but then also forcing them to not make it available anywhere else like you can't even use codes on Uplay mm -hmm. or whatever for the division two and shit like that but it just i don't know man it's not that that to me is not that different from uh, consoles and buying exclusives but people hate on this the the thing the reason i posted this on here is because i've been seeing this a lot recently where People will bring up, like, Reddit topics about, yeah. like, just random shit. Like, this one was a Reddit topic. Someone was like, oh, the Epic is spying on our mm -hmm. Steam folder. with, And then a bunch of people will comment on it without having any <laughs> fucking idea about any of it. Right. Like, they don't know what that actually means, what right. folders it's scraping. But then we'll just make broad sweeping statements. And then they blow up on, like, other news websites. Yes. And then they always have, like, oop, update. This is meaningless. <laughs> and it, it's been happening a lot recently. I can't think of the last one, but I just remember getting so frustrated because it's, like, you if you're going to make, like, broad claims and then everyone else is going to get upset about it, you have to have some level of legitimacy. Right. Which, like, random dude on Reddit is not that level of legitimacy. Yes. I mean, you... But... <sighs> The sad thing is, controversy sells better than... If you just stick to positive news with video games, or if you go the negative route, you're going to get twice as much money going the negative route. Probably, yeah. I, I, I mean, that's true of everything. Yeah, I mean, so. right. I It's, it's kind of just one of those things where I do find Reddit and just a lot of just forums just tiring because... I like video games. I, I do. I like <laughs> celebrating the positive things, and I don't really want to... Not everything is a massive controversy, and not everything is terrible. Sometimes it is, though. Yes, sometimes it is. Like when you have an AMA on a... <laughs> <laughs> on 8chan? Yeah, yes. that's not great. <laughs> uh... But... <clears throat> I don't know. It just feels weird with this. Like, yes, obviously it's not good that Epic is doing this, but just calling out Epic and not calling out any other... But, like, also, it's doing it for a legitimate reason. Right. It's trying to pull your Steam friends list so that you mm. don't have to fucking curate another <laughs> friends list again. Excuse mm. me. Um, but are you telling me that, like, Battle.net doesn't have some secret stuff going on with the Steam? And I bet, yeah, they all do. Everything yes. does. I, are you telling me Steam doesn't have... Feelers going out, seeing what else is on your PC. Probably it does. I mean, it, it's just... yeah, it has to because you can tell Steam to launch non-Steam games. Yes. So like, whatever, man. <laughs> I don't know. This one I put on here. This next one because it upset me so greatly. Uh, well, I saw this report, but I, I also kind of heard like something that counters it a little bit. There would uh, Bioware put out another statement as well that right. I didn't add on here, which all of it's very upsetting yes. to me personally. But uh, it's basically saying that Kotaku reported that Bioware 
it was Bioware's game. Yeah, they Bioware wanted to make Anthem. It wasn't like something that EA forced down their throat and right. said like, "Hey, make this thing." See, where I've heard the counter is EA doesn't force you to make this game, but they're like, "Hey, we want you to make a game that's going to be like the ultimate team." They kind of like lay an umbrella type of thing, and then you have to kind of come up with a game. That's gonna fit with. But want. that is like all of these reports were from Bioware, like that, right, and right. other things like that is not what actually happened. Like mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, man, you guys have full autonomy on this. Right, your last few games have not done well. Like, make a thing that you want to make." And they did that, and it did not work. Like no. Anthem is not great, and so then they also Bioware had to put out an apology letter saying, "Like, yeah, man, sorry, Anthem was totally fucked for the first couple weeks, and we." don't have a whole lot of content sorry but people all assumed that they were going ea was going to be like no fuck anthem you're done with this you're not supporting it but bioware said no no anthem is here to stay and Mm -hmm. we're going to keep going it just it yeah it's a weird ea's in a weird place just altogether yeah well i mean they put out apex so not really. I mean, they're doing well. No, I'm not. I'm not saying like is it a bad thing. I'm just saying like I don't really know what EA is, is anymore. No. I mean, they just they make their sports franchises and they have their Battlefield and Battlefront and and then uh, to kind of to kind of go along with this, EA has pulled out of E3 for the past couple years, but then they have events on the side of E3. Like, they're like, yeah, you guys are at E3, but we're in the convention center next to E3. And it's like, well, why would would you even pull out then? That doesn't make... I mean, I guess probably did not pay the dues to the Mm -hmm. ESA, but... So so they would just run a stream that was still, like, within the stream schedule of the other ones. It was just a day before. Yeah, it was very weird... This year, they're not even doing that same thing. Like, it's not like a press conference again. It is basically what Nintendo does with their Nintendo Treehouse, where Mm -hmm. it'll be, like, a couple days' worth of streams that showcase their new games on, like, a larger scale. So it's, like, an hour or two of gameplay per game. So that's EA's E3 uh, presence this year, which is strange. It'll be interesting to see, because I'd be curious... As someone who used to just play the hockey games over and over again, I really didn't care about E3. So yeah. I will be curious to see if they will have like their sports franchises front and center. They'd always have like the sports franchises part of E3, and I think most people would agree that that was one of the duller parts of E3 as a whole. No, it's always exciting when you bring out Pele. So well, not just that, but that was it. Last year they brought out the the winner of the Madden. Oh, the Madden tournament thing? Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always rough because yeah. they, like, pay someone some absurd amount of money to be like, I'm a sports man. Right. I'm here. This game exists. And you're like, who needed this? <laughs> Certainly not me. Right. Uh, yeah, I and I also, I was trying to think about what EA would even be able to show at E3, and it would be like respawn star wars game Mm -hmm. the sports franchise the sports franchises and that's it because battlefield 5 came out like kind of at a weird time because they delayed it and the they just put out the trailer for that battle royale mode in battlefield 5 ring of fire Mm -hmm. like they can't announce battlefield 6 already battlefront 3 no they can't do that (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I'm so mad you said that because that's probably the case. But like, I don't know, man. If Dice is still gonna try to, if Dice is trying to work on their battle royale mode for Battlefield Five, I don't know that they will have like their weird off-year Battlefront or. Well, it's a different studio in Dice. I guess Dice is big enough that they have both uh, two different like studios. And I feel like Battlefront Two was such a massive train wreck that they would not do that that soon. They just need something to be Star Wars, though. I Battlefield Five sold all right, man. Yeah, and Battlefront Three. Oh God, <laughs> I don't know because yeah, yeah, like they yeah. don't, ha- they can't. Like I, per- if it was me, I would not show a Battlefield type game, even Battlefront. So uh, they just like unless all of a sudden they're like, hey man, we were holding all these. Oh, the new Dragon Age, but they'll make Bioware show. I bet. Yeah, because last. When did they show just bat uh, just just the title basically? Was, was it at the at awards? The game awards. Mm, yeah, I think so. so. I, well, they, they did. Yeah, they showed the Dragon Ages, the new Dragon Ages in development, so they could show that too. I mean, I guess they haven't had a lot of big games every mm-hmm. year. I I would assume that they'll show some weird Apex shit about yeah, like yeah. new characters or something. But is there enough to make it a couple days? Unless they're really gonna dive deep in the sports it's, it's probably like the other ones where it's like a four hour stream and then they just play each one for an hour mm. you know what i mean so. Ma- and of course what i always find interesting is they're more their indie stuff they might have some in like interesting ea indie stuff uh, unravel just came out on the switch unravel 2 is out on the switch now yeah and then there was a way out. oh what is that uh, a way out too they had that other indie game the boat one yes what the uh, hell was that called Oh, I have no idea. Oh, they've got an indie game coming out with a boat. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. A Way Out 2. They're not making A Way Out 2. <laughs> Just a forest is making nothing. Um, I wonder what he is working on. Some weird grandiose thing, I'm sure. Because, mm-hmm. like, bro- I, what I think is interesting about that guy and his brother was they made the game Brothers. Right. It's, nice indie game everybody loved it it was like critically acclaimed and loved by all and then he's like well we have all this clout now let's try to make some cool grandiose thing and then they made a way out which in theory was cool a full-on co-op experience that is basically like a prison escape and you have to play it split screen yes you have to do it uh maybe don't say that it is like life-changing or that it could win oscars that it's better than a lot of films that are out there when it's not i i would make the argument it's better than some films that yeah (laughs) you sure (laughs) it was but like yo dog it sounds like you just like hired oh yeah the programmer who wrote some of the most recent code for the game to Mm. speak as all of the act like the voice acting in the game was crazy and every single person in it sounded like they were a non-native English speaker in a game that exclusively took place in the U.S. No, it didn't. They went to Mexico, Oh, didn't sorry, they? man. <laughs> well, they certainly weren't. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Where you, like, killed a drug cartel yeah. guy or whatever the fuck. Oh, that game was something else. Remember the basketball? I'd never forget the basketball <laughs> scene. Yeah, that shit was awesome. And then um, the weightlifting... And then there was that really shitty arcade game that we played. Yeah. More if, than 
Connect- if the listeners have never seen A Way Out, I don't know that I would recommend that you play it. I bet you can get it for fairly cheap now. I bet that too. But you could also have an equally hilarious experience watching I don't know. Randos th- play that game. I think if you can get it for cheap and then just have a close friend that you could play co-op, you could have a... You could have time. a fun time. I think I, you and I had a fun we time. We did have a fun time, but I think that you don't, could Just also, don't take it serious. I think... Well, you can't. It's, right. a, it's not possible for you to be able to take it seriously. They don't They don't let you. You get to play Connect 4 in it. Yeah. The, the, the uh, <laughs> Oscar award winning Connect 4. Well, what was it? It wasn't Connect called Connect 4. No, it was like Connect the Moles or Connect them All or yeah. something dumb. You and Nukio played that while I was in the bathroom. Yes. I did not play Connect 4, I don't think. So I missed the best part of the game, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know, that ending was an interesting ending. The ending was cool, which you can't even talk about without just spoiling the whole yeah, concept yeah, of the yeah. thing, which it's like, I don't. I guess it's kind of predictable at a certain point, because See, I some, was... of, some of it would never have been able to happen if that was not the case. I wasn't really putting a lot of thought into the game, so I guess I didn't find it predictable. Yeah. It surprised me. Anyways, they're not making a way out too, so I don't think they're going to show that. I'm sure Joseph Forrest and his brother are working on some other crazy thing that... Sure. Yeah, EA does have indie games, you're right. So yes. that, that is something that could happen. Uh, our next news article here is actually huge. Yes, which this is something that I am just very intrigued by because you're not i am not at all but it's the google new streaming platform yeah google announced their streaming platform at gdc it's called the stadia this had been rumored for let's say ever yes uh there had been a lot of reports especially recently that they had been partnered google had been partnering with developers and that they were going to unveil some type of console yes i mean it was getting announced like this like id was going to be there at yes GDC the other and... huge rumor i saw that did not seem to pan out was that they had partnered with sega to make exclusive games for it uh, uh which that could still be the case i right. guess but that did not show up here um but google also like had this weird display of like video game history like they had like a nintendo and a glass case and like a dreamcast and mm. all this weird shit and the years of it and uh my favorite was during the when they had like that whole blast or the past of like old games they didn't really show any video games it was all like stadium and everything i it was very strange i was like do you guys know what video games are and so what was the other thing that had led up to this oh they unveiled the uh, a controller oh that looked like the most uncomfortable controller i've ever seen in my life it was like squared off so, like, if you put your hands on it, it would be, like, the edge is cutting into your hand. That did not end up being the no, controller no. that they showed, which is really weird. I didn't see that controller. That's why I was confused. I was like, it didn't... It looked... It basically looked like... No, yeah, the, the one they showed was a lot better. But mm. they were basically trying to say, like, hey, we're going to try to get in on the console market. And everyone was like, that is weird. Why would you do that? Unless it's a streaming thing, because mm-hmm. Google has that type of streaming technology. Right. And w- what I think is interesting about this is... Everyone says that streaming is the future of video games, right? Like, Phil Spencer is out there every E3, the CEO, like the head, the head, the head of uh, Xbox, right? Right. He talks about all the time how he thinks that streaming is the future where video games are. But every time, he gives the caveat that the infrastructure 
the internet infrastructure is not there yet. Yes. It still is not there. No, but do you wait until the... Do you start pushing the the envelope now, or do you kind so of that, like that is wait why, too long that and then is you're why out of the market? I think that this sucks, is because they are trying to push the envelope now. So, like, say... I saw universally positive things about this, basically. I saw I saw very few people saying negative things about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, me, as someone who plays a lot of video games, like, I think it is inherently negative to have streaming video games. You know what I mean? Like, it right. works, and it is easy for you to pay a monthly fee, and it is easy for it to run on a shittier thing, and it is cool that more people have access to video games. But then, some of the games that I like most inherently don't work right if there is any delay like i played dj max respect a rhythm game it mm-hmm. is literally about hitting the note at the exact rhythm that's not right. that's not possible on a streaming platform mm-hmm. playing fighting games and like doing one frame links and like all that stuff it's not possible no, on no. a streaming platform unless you have god's internet like better than gigabit yes. shit so it is just, it's weird, and it seems like they're trying to get it out there now before the infrastructure is fully there, so that they can prepare people in the future mm-hmm. for that delay. You know what I mean? Yes, and it, I mean, it all depends on the game you're playing as well. It does. So the one that they had tested in a larger test market, which I had seen this before, was mm-hmm. that people were able to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey right. in Chrome. Mm-hmm. It was a closed beta. And I saw wildly different things about that yes um i saw some people saying it was totally fine you can notice the lag but like mm-hmm. in assassin's creed it doesn't matter which is another game that has like a lot of animation priority right. stuff going on so like that will obfuscate the mm-hmm. the lag in some cases and so you see a lot of people being like yeah it played perfectly for me right spoilers i have google gigabit internet and you're like well of course it was okay Mm -hmm. so i now that people are actually allowed to talk about that i was reading through tons and tons of accounts of anyone you can think of like any range of internet and Mm -hmm. even people with internet worse than what we have around here was with we have spectrum right which generally would be like uh, 100 megabit down and like 10 up which is what i have or 15 up like that's what it is across the board for Mm -hmm. most people um that is okay yeah, in, in most cases. But the thing that would get me is if anything else on the network starts happening, like the artifacting in the video is like yes. crazy and very noticeable. So like that is the kind of stuff that bothers me a lot mm-hmm. is like when you're, when videos like degrade in quality or like, I don't know, like there's a lag spike or like something different starts to happen. Like I I can't handle frame drops personally. It drives me insane. From what I heard, it it doesn't really do the frame drops. It does like just the video quality degrades. Just like when you're watching Netflix and someone else hops on Netflix or whatever. See, this is where you and I are very different. Yes. I don't think that would bother me as much. That's okay. So like this is is the example I was trying to think of earlier. Devil May Cry 5 looks ridiculous. Yes, Like, insane graphical quality. Like, maybe the Mm -hmm. best video game I've ever seen. I would be immediately removed from the immersion. If it's like, look at 1080p 60 Mm -hmm. Nero's face. 
oops, just kidding. It's like 480p garbled artifacting oh, yeah, yeah. for a second. Like that is rough. Yeah, I I'm not saying it's perfect right now. Oh, definitely not. And I, but I am also <clears> saying <throat> that it won't be for a long time. Like this this takes into account like say we have like pretty not great internet in the U.S. as a whole. Yes. Like it's not amazing. What about like places like Australia, dude? Well, they that's not available there. It won't be. Well, no, because they announced it was basically just like North America, Europe, and I think like Japan or something. And like you know that. why that would be? They like they just because they can't. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't work. So like <clears throat> the fact that there would be places on Earth that get totally fucked out of something like this because it just doesn't work. Like that also sucks. I guess, but like you could make the argument that a lot of people get fucked out of playing PC games because they can't afford. The, I, which the, which is true. I but, mean, like it's just kind of something that you know. But then that's that's the other end of the thing is like you can also buy a console, which well, exactly. most people do, that is a couple hundred dollars, and I mean then you have to buy the games individually right. as well. But at least you are having an experience that is like uniform. Like right. there is, it's not gonna. I mean, unless something crazy happens to like your the video card gets. Mm-hmm unsoldered from the motherboard or something like you're not gonna have crazy issues no no i I, it's where i say like i'm intrigued is like i it all depends like you mentioned uh a subscription fee i don't know if it's gonna be a subscription fee or if it's gonna be pay by game i i think it would have to be a subscription fee for it to try to make a dent in but then how are how will developers make any money same way they make money off game pass i would guess and but it's rarely new games are coming to game pass unless it's microsoft that is true but i'm saying like google is the kind of company that could create a money hat for you I, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. have you wear it yeah so, so like if it is a subscription fee or if it's a subscription then the standard with any subscription is there's usually a free trial yeah. So, like, I would be... If there is, like, a subscription, I would be more than willing to give the free trial. And oh, I will pay it. for it. I, w- I will try it out. Oh, yeah. But that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I say I'm intrigued, I mean, I'm not... Ex- I don't think it's going to be amazing, but I'm I'm willing to give it a try. I mean, these, there are people that are like, I will never try this ever. No, like, I, I will try it. It's just from the perspective of someone who gets bothered by the kinds of things yeah. that streaming is inherently bad for... Mm-hmm. I like it it's not for me. Like right, right. why would I fucking play Doom Eternal on this streaming no, thing yeah. when I could play it on my PC or my PS4 and have a way more stable Switch. experience. I will not be playing it on my <laughs> Switch. There were a couple times in this in this press conference where I was like, wow, that's savage, where they're like, We're trying to compete directly with mm-hmm. Microsoft and Sony. And like they would never say the Switch or mm-hmm. which I was like, wow rough but it is a it is a cool concept i just let nothing Mm. about it sold me on the fact that this is the future and it is really exciting and i should be excited i think eventually the internet will get there but see this is where this is where it's not i i can't agree with that because really the xbox one was panned for the same fucking thing you know what i mean like, they mm. were trying to go all digital. Right. Uh, no used games, which would have allowed for the store to have cheaper discounts and things like that. What I think is funny is Microsoft is inceptioning people. Because now they, them and Sony have started having these flash digital sales yes. to be like, 
hey, guess what? Remember how you were like, fuck digital. We got you anyways, mm-hmm. dumbass, because now you have all these digital games. Eat it. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting it both ways, but people like still are weary of that thing. Like Every other day, I see some article about how a game was delisted from PSN or it was delisted from the Xbox Live and you can't buy it anymore and, like, this is the danger of the digital future and all this shit. That's what this is. Oh, yeah. There is no no alternative for me to buy a physical copy of Doom with Stadia. Well, yeah, but I I don't think Stadia is going to be our main, main source of playing video games anyway. But it could be. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that... I. I don't know. I think in and this isn't part of the bull predictions, but I think in two years or three years, when we're looking at this generation, Stadia is going to be last among the main four. Hey, they claimed they were starting a new generation, so they're first in the next video game generation right now. They're number mm, one. I, I they would, skip, I they would, skipped this generation. Google's I, on that next level shit. I would argue the. Switch or maybe I don't know. No, Nintendo was all I'm saying is every second they got, they were like, "This is the next generation Mm. of video games," and I just kept thinking, "Wow, we're skipping over this one, huh? Not competing in this gen." So so okay, you'll be first. (laughs) Just wait for Microsoft and Sony next year. You're gonna get overlapped very quickly. But like, okay, so this this is my other my other weird. Like I when I looked at this, I was I saw very few reasons for me to get excited. Right. And there are also past reasons for me not to not get excited. Like on live was a service that was basically exactly this thing. Right. And it was probably four or five years ago when the internet infrastructure was even less than it is now, and. It, it's it did not it, it they went out of business like it just didn't work right it cost too much and various other factors right so it also played poorly like there was just a lot of latency and delay um then you have playstation now right have you played that i have okay it did not work for me it, well i played um a wolf among us mm-hmm. which was all right because that has no, there's, the input lag doesn't matter in a game where you make choices like that. Well, that's why I played that. I've tried playing Blaze Blue. Okay, yeah, that's that's your fault. That was fucked up. But no, like even PlayStation Now though, they've taken it back. And they, PlayStation, see, that's what I'm PlayStation saying. PlayStation Four, they realize like, oh shit. Game Pass on Xbox is not about streaming. Right. They let you download that shit so yeah. you have the perfect experience from it. So they walked their thing back and were like, oh, well, you can still stream some of these things, but like, what if you could also download them? Right. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want. Yes. So it just seems like Sony already walked their thing back a little bit to be like, oh, well, this is actually probably better for right now. So to have Google come in there, and then, like, sure, Google has the infrastructure to do whatever the hell they want. Yes. They're one of the biggest companies in the world. They're going to be one of the megacorps that rules us all in the future. But they can't control my shitty Spectrum internet. I don't think it's that it's shitty. You think our internet's shitty? For a lot of things, I, yeah, it's very wow. bad. I guess I don't have anybody else taking my internet. So like oh, I, don't, I mean I I, don't I usually I usually don't either, but it's like for like streaming for playing things online, like mm. it's awful. It's really rough. Hmm. So I guess I I had before Spectrum came in, I had Time Warner, which yeah. was fifteen. Which when you're paying for fifteen, you're really getting like ten. Yeah. 
and then I went to Spectrum, and it was just like, this is amazing, and I haven't had any issues. I paid for my, my experience going from time warner to spectrum, spectrum was negligible because right. i was paying for a higher tier of internet right so like now the only difference is i have more upload speeds so mm-hmm. streaming is less strenuous on the network but right. it's uh, what we have here is still not great internet right like other mm. countries have like right. twice the speed we have for less cost like yeah. it, it's absurd and what i don't get is how a lot of internet providers have bandwidth caps. So, like, Comcast and things like that. Which we luckily don't. Which we luckily don't. And I, I think that's awesome. But how how much bandwidth does something like this streaming use up? Like, in yeah. theory, Netflix would use up a decent amount if you were streaming something at 4K. Right. So, if this is the same type of bandwidth use, for those people it sucks too. I mean, for those people on the opposite end of the fence, it also sucks that video game patches are, like, fucking 30 gigs sometimes. The, the Halo Master Chief collection patch from when they tried to fix it the first time mm-hmm. was 90 gigs. Hey, when That I, shit's crazy. When I bought the Division 2... <laughs> it the, was 40 gigs. The the disc is 400 megabytes, and then the, the download is 42 gigs. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Which, if you have a data cap of, you know, 500 or gigabytes or whatever... That's eating up quite a bit for that month. And then you have to play that entire game online, which I don't know how much that takes as well. Yeah. But, like, in trying to play Devil's Advocate for it, like, it is cool that I could play the hottest, latest, greatest stuff in a browser. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. I The fact that you can play it on your phone, like, I will never try to play this shit on my phone ever, probably. <sighs> It would be interesting, like, you at work or something, and you could pull it up and be like, I'm going to play this. Kind of, but then, like, I don't want to use a touchscreen, or, like, what am I going to Bluetooth a PS4 controller? No, I meant you could just open up a web browser Oh, in a way, yeah. And then they'd be like, whoa, what's happening to the bandwidth over here on this computer? (laughs) Yeah, like, that's what, like, there there was a lot of information that they conveniently left off the table that seems like it would actually matter for... Which... Yes, and also like to know. I I heard a, a lot of reports that like after the the fact people were testing out Doom Eternal and it is very noticeable, which is oh, very, well it would ha- it would have to be. Did you see Did you see any reports about? The no, website? I was I was specifically reading about people who used it in their home playing mm. Assassin's Creed. Odyssey. No, I mean like people at GDC in a controlled environment are noticing the lag, and it's like well. Doom is one of the more Doom precise. Doom is like, that's the whole point of it, is that it is yeah. always like maximum frame rate action. Yeah. 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 You, that 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 to me, when they showed that, I was like, really? Yeah. Like, that's... I get that you're going to be like, yeah, see, our shit's really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard it's it's playable, but it's noticeable. See, which... that is, that's what drives me nuts, is whenever someone says, well, yeah, it, it's playable, mm-hmm. like... I had my left arm chopped off, but I can still play the game. Like, it doesn't... Mm-hmm. That's not a good reasoning. No, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like it's the ideal way to play. No. And mm-hmm. uh, so for some weird subset of people who don't have a console and don't have a PC that's capable of playing these games but really want to experience it, those are the people that this is targeting, I guess? And just, like, extreme Google lovers? Sure, but then, okay, so then take this, let's add this to the whole pile of stuff. 
every time Google puts out something that doesn't do exactly what they want it to do, they put a bullet right in that. Mm -hmm. Google Plus is going away. Uh, like no, they, they, mean, they like, do it with so many of their weird random apps. Is Google Plus a loss? No, Google Plus is not a loss. <laughs> but I'm saying like they don't try to salvage these oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that go sideways. So what's going to happen in a couple years when it doesn't matter if you're paying a subscription fee, but if you are buying individual license to these games yes. and in a couple years they decide like tough luck, homeboy, yeah, cause it, that sucks. Because Game Informer's at GDC and they were like, we're hearing it's not going to be a subscription base. And see like that, I'm no longer interested in that at that point. It, because for, for me, if I'm going to pay individual licenses for these games to stream them, I would buy them on something that mm. does not inherently have lag. Yes. So... Like, I, I'm also the guy who's, like, trying to buy a fucking monitor so that I don't get any input delay for playing a rhythm game, you know? And like, right. I am the exact opposite of the target audience for a streaming device to play video games. And, like, I guess I'm kind of, because I don't play those precise games. I just, uh, I'm just trying to think of all the games. I mean, I play Doom and stuff, but I... I I don't really play these very precise. Like, you're playing Sekiro right now. and If I was playing Sekiro with lag, I would die. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Where I, I play, like, Crackdown. Where you can Crackdown have... needs nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I could have, like, a lot of lag and still probably be okay with that game. Yeah. Um, it just... Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird way for yes. Google to just come in and be like, Hey, we're joining this party. But then they didn't give me enough but to... They have to come in and do something different. If they just come in and they're just like, hey, we're going to compete with Microsoft and Sony, they're going to lose. So so my thing is, like, the other two... Com like, Nintendo's not going to do anything in that space, probably. No. Unless that's what Game Pass ends up being on the Switch. Is that it's streaming Xbox I, games? I don't know, maybe. Which it could be. I, I, I I'm not saying specific ones. Like obviously, we'll talk later about Cuphead and like the rumor was about Ori. But like, am I really gonna download the Master Chief Collection on my Switch if Game Pass comes to Switch? Like, probably not. It's probably gonna be streamed. Um. Well. Yeah. Well, that's a four-year-old game. And, and it's like so Sony bought Sony bought Gaikai right. for the sole purpose of. We have PlayStation Now, and we are trying to get right. into streaming this stuff. Like, they read that future before anyone else did, right? Yes. Like, they saw it in the tea leaves, but they're, they're backpedaling on that. So it's weird that Google would do this and be like, we have the hottest shit. Right. Like, Gaikai was the streaming... Like, they did so many crazy innovations in streaming, and... They both other companies could easily be like, here's our streaming thing too, mm -hmm. and it's not like Google's would be blowing it out of the water. You right. know what I mean? Like they have that tech. See, the thing, this is where like I making these kind of decisions, corporation wise, like you have to be forward thinking and you have to be kind of moving forward. If you're not, then that's a quick way to basically get, left behind. get yeah. right. I mean, like look at Blockbuster and a lot of the non-streaming video stores. I mean, they just got left behind and they're done. Uh, so, not going into this. The streaming seems like a very bad idea, but going too far in probably is not a great idea either. Also, the other interesting thing is 
odd. VR is also kind of moving forward, and that can't have any lag. No, it cannot because you so become violently ill. So then, like, you have... People keep saying, like, VR's the future and streaming is the future, but, like, those two definitely cannot connect, at least for probably 20 years. And so another thing I think is interesting is a lot of people have recently been saying that Sony internally is saying that they're, like, super doubling down on VR. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. So maybe you go in with both futures and see what plays out, and maybe streaming ends up not being the future of video games it ended up being the future of music and tv and movies so it uh, but, makes but they're, sense they, they that are video a, games but I, I mean they're a totally different medium right is. like i it's don't, not interactive i don't control my movie yes. i don't control the music i have to imagine streamers will hate this i see i don't know but like think about it the whole their whole big thing was like you can jump in on a streamer's and so, like, when you're doing that, you're not watching the streamer anymore. You're playing the game instead of watching the streamer play the game. In theory, but, like, also, that is one of the positives that I can see from it is, like, streaming is really taxing on your PC. So, like, if you're trying to play, like, a high-end PC game and streaming it at the same time, like, you're using up a lot of resources. Right. So the fact that I could mm. just stream directly from Google's weird server blade that my game is running on. And then you have that, to stream it? That I, they would be streaming it out to Twitch. I would not be. So. But that, no, that's what I'm saying. Like they have to download the game. Oh, I know. And it, we'll stream see how it, it and upload it. Out. So like that would be. And rough. like there are they they are trying to do weird, interesting things like with the way walkthroughs, like their whole thing about and it. That we'll seems... look frame by frame through videos to see if it's a part you're stuck at or whatever. But you have to use the Google specific controller for that. Yeah, which, which, okay, but you're going to be playing this thing anyways. Yeah, but, like, you're hooking it up to your computer. Couldn't you just use any controller? Well, we in theory, we could do that. We don't know that yet. I'm sure they would love to say that. I can't use a PS4 controller on my Switch, except that I can. Yes, but so, that's what I, yes. But, I, but, like, for that specifically, it sounds like you have to use an, a Google controller. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, that was interesting. Before but. we transition off this... Why the hell do you think that weird rock was on the stage? What the hell was going on with that, man? I don't know. That was very weird. Yeah, it was a very... And I also, I saw other parts of that venue, and there were also weird random rocks around there. It was a kind of a weird, sterile... It was very sterile. Yeah, But that's, like, tech companies are usually like that. Yeah. But, like, what the hell... Yeah. I was waiting for someone to pop out of the rock or do some cool thing. It never came. No. I, yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. <laughs> that would have been the most exciting part of the whole thing to me. Yeah. I, they I, also brought out Matt Pat. How do you bring out Matt Pat from Game Theory? <sighs> it's an interesting future. I'm eager to try it out. I'm sure I will try it and then go back to playing games the other way if it is a subscription service i will try it if i have to buy a license to each thing i will probably not are you telling me you wouldn't pay 60 dollars to play (laughs) here's a i am telling you i would not pay that the theory is you'd have to pay the games but then you'd also have to pay like xbox live like a ten dollar to then stream it yeah i don't know man that was that was game game informers theory which could be 
Because that would explain how developers would make money on it, but... It would. I just... I also... Do you think that developers will willingly choose to make their game for this? Or do you... Well, actually, you know, it doesn't even matter. If they make their game run on PC, it will work with this. So never mind. My theory's gone. Yeah, but like... If you're going to specifically design it for this, you'd have to specifically design games to have that lag to make up for that. Oh, and I bet that in theory, if this becomes the future, that games that can't have lag will disappear. Right. Or they will be made far less frequently. Yeah. Um, Or they'll, it'll definitely be much more, um, what's the word, forgiving? Yeah. It will have to be much more forgiving. So rhythm games will be less hard. Maybe I can yeah. finally get into them. But yeah, it's interesting because like the the PS4 and the Xbox One have input delay uh, by default. Yes. PC does not. So then you're basically introducing input delay to PC games with this. Well, I mean, if you if you if you're not using a monitor, if you're just using a regular TV, I assume there's still the way. Well, yeah, but that's the TV's fault. Like I right, right. on my monitor, if I'm playing something on there, there will be no delay. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I it's it's an interesting thing that I would love to have been excited about, mm-hmm. but I just I feel I I don't know. There's like nothing for me personally to get really excited about, and I also feel that they left a lot of key details out um, of it on the, purpose specifically the price yeah because that that is the thing that matters the most yes. how you even get the games yes uh, all they said was 2019 so ch- sure which do you think they will have their own e3 that'd be really funny because <laughs> no one else <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure i would i mean i'll watch anything yeah. they put out i i I'm curious to see where how they push this in the future. Yeah, because like E3 is what three months away now. Yeah. So I mean, the other big thing is they really don't have any like their own develop like any their own games and stuff. So that definitely they could. I mean, they could hire internal developers to make stuff. But ideally, you'd want to have that right off the bat. And I don't. Maybe know they if, have that. Yeah, we maybe. just don't know. Which that also seems strange not to announce anything yeah all we know is like doom eternal will be on it and i assume assassin's creed oh they showed something else they showed rhyme and some other game during that that i can't recall now but sure Mm -hmm. all right transitioning to the next piece of news nintendo right they had an indie showcase. This this one is the U.S. one, all right? The last one that happened was the European one. Yeah, I thought it was... And it's so stupid. I get mad about this every time because they're all named something different. Mm-hmm. This one was like the Nindy showcase. The last one was like the Nintendo indie showcase extravaganza. And it's like, why do you all, each country have a different name for this dumbass thing? Also, they're like, this is the first one of the year. And I thought... Mm, not really. It's the first one for the U.S. <laughs> so whatever. The so they open it with the fact that Cuphead, mm. known Microsoft exclusive, uh, will be coming to the Switch. Yeah. Uh, on April eighteenth, so very soon. Also, 
uh, someone from Easy Allies, a video game outlet, spoke with the developers of Cuphead mm-hmm. yesterday, and they said that Microsoft approached them mm. and said, hey, you should make this for the Switch. Right. Which is crazy. Yes, and if anybody out there is thinking about getting this, this is going to be one of the hardest games you play. See, I don't know that I agree with this, but... I spent like five hours and got through one boss. I spent five hours and got to the final <laughs> boss, so like, I don't know. It's a very different... It... But like, if you're good at pattern recognition, I guess yes. you can get through it. If you're not... If you're not, then this is not for you. No. Uh, As it turns I out... I still did not beat it. The last time I played it was the night before my friend Kevin's wedding, when the final mm. boss thing is a weird boss rush. Mm. Well, it's right before the final boss, and right. you have to beat five in a row. And uh, I was on the last one with one hit left on it, and I fucked up and said, wow, I want to end my own life now, and I need to take a break from Cuphead. And then never went back. I did not. Because something else came out. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. I probably will not be buying Cuphead on Switch, no. but uh, I have it on PC, so why would I do that? Yeah. It's it's good. It's very good. Uh, it is... The art style is crazy. Right. What I think is interesting about Cuphead is, even when it came out, it was in the public eye, like, just in general. Yeah. Because people were like, wow, look at this. It's like you're playing a 1930s cartoon. Right. And everyone was like, I would love to try that. Mm-hmm. That's not... No. I feel like the art style is at odds with what that game is and how difficult it was. So mm-hmm. that like some rando who's like, that looked cool, I have a Switch, is going to get this and yeah. be like, whoa. That's not... Whoa. Yeah, this is not <laughs> what I expected. Yeah. So maybe uh, think about mm-hmm. buying Cuphead before you buy Cuphead. Yeah, that's, that's what I was... If you're good at video games, pick it up. If you struggle and... You like games on like easy medium? Don't do that. Don't don't yeah. probably don't pick this uh, up. Uh the DLC for Cuphead is supposed to come out this year. Cu- Chalice Girl. Yeah, you play as Chalice Girl or whatever her name is and there's some more stages. I wonder if that will also come to Switch. Probably. But it makes sense. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, so that that was almost certainly the biggest announcement. Well, I, I guess I, that's not true. Because then, like, the last one, I feel like... Which, so we'll go out of order here, because I think these two are the biggest ones. But the last one was that Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is a roguelike rhythm game mm-hmm. hybrid, uh, the developers of that are making a game that is basically Crypt of the Necrodancer again, but with Zelda art and music. It's called Cadence of Hyrule. And... Nintendo never lets developers do this. No. The first one where they really unlocked the key to the Nintendo vault was for Ubisoft making uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yes, which that story, did you ever watch that like whole story and how like the guy like worked on it for days and met met with them and then like yeah, he like he was like very passionate about it. He was, cried during the E3 press conference did. so he yes. was very he was very passionate. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, this is interesting because Nintendo in the past historically has been very lock and key with their franchises. Hopefully this is opening the door to more cool indie stuff. Mm. Uh, cause you can play as Link and Zelda in it. And, uh, I like Zelda music. Mm. So I, did you like this game? I did. I'm very bad at it. Okay. I, it, I watched this and I was like, this is not for me because, like, I rhythm games and, like, I don't understand. I've watched video of this and I'm like, I do not understand you this. You just have to move on the beat. 
don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, like, so so you're... There is the underlying beat of the mm-hmm. song, and if you move off the beat, then you'd lose your multiplier. Oh, I would move off the beat constantly. Uh-huh. There is a character who you can, like, cheat, and you don't have to do that, but I I don't know why you would play the game if you're... Right, I, that, that yeah... <clears throat> other than like, other than to learn pattern recognition for the enemies, yeah, because I, I remember I an ex girlfriend made me go dancing, and then they were like trying to teach me how to move <laughs> to the beat, and I just I couldn't do it. I uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a game that I did buy when it first came out on PC. I bought it again mm. while I was on vacation this past year on the Switch. Oh, so I have it on the Switch. So you're gonna have it kind of three times, yeah, though. perhaps. Although this looks very different, and you get to play as Link or Zelda yes, as well. Yes, and it is very different art style. Yes, um, and the music sounds... It's like, it is, it's not a Link to the Past, it's like remixed. They're all the remixed, yeah. But it seems really cool. It does. Uh, uh, there it, were a handful of other indie games as well. Yes. Are those your, like your two favorites, or like what was one that you're just like? These, these were the two I remembered. Mm-hmm. Katana Zero, which I had seen before because which... they sponsored a recent fighting game tournament. Mm-hmm. They removed all of the blood from that trailer oh. because I have seen that exact trailer. And if you go and watch this Nindy Direct, there he slashes through people and then they just die Mm -hmm. in the original trailer they explode in blood like violence Mm. to the extreme this looks really cool it It is very it looks so cool it looked very fast-paced yeah so yeah they they sponsored some fighting in tournament i had watched recently Mm. so they would show the trailer at every break right and i thought it looked cool then it will probably i will buy this probably not on the switch that I feel so bad every time I watch a Nindy Direct because then they're like, "Yes, it's coming to switching right. PC," and I'm like, "Cool, can't wait to buy it on my PC." Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not announced for Switch, obviously, when I saw the trailer before, right. so I was planning on buying it on PC. Anyways, this also comes out in like mid-April. Um, I wrote down all the dates: Katana, uh, April, April eighteenth. Yeah, April eighteenth. Oh, same day as Cuphead. Yes. Well, I will. I know which one of those I'll be buying. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like another fast-paced, weird action mm-hmm. platformer, 16-bit. You gotta cut them. Yeah, yeah. I don't that, know. Slash people. It's like a yeah, 2D platformer that just seems very fast-paced. It, I I was like, okay. I, there were two games that I was very intrigued by, and that was one of them. Uh, I was not very intrigued by Red Lantern until they said that it is a roguelite based on dog sled racing. See, I was watching it, and I was like, this is interesting, just because I couldn't think of another game that made that the whole concept is dog sledding. I, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, like, it didn't look anything remarkable, no. but, like, it's just interesting that, like, that's why I think indies are really cool, is because you would never get a AAA uh, for like studio making definitely a, a dog sledding game, <laughs> yeah. but like an indie studio is you know, there's someone out there is passionate about dog sledding, and they were like, let's make a dog sledding indie game. I was very upset by the portion where the bear ate the dog. Yeah, that's, that did not do it for me. I yeah, that was sad. Mm-hmm. But so. yeah, it, it was weird because they go through the whole thing like just this whole long lead up about like yeah you got to train the dogs and do this thing and then at the very end they were like oh it's a roguelite mm-hmm. and I was like what yeah that seems weird what the fuck does that mean like your dogs die then you go back and get more dogs but mm-hmm. like you can make it farther or something I don't, I have no idea I feel like another one that you would be interested in is that rad the double fine yes 
I just figured... I, like, I was more excited by the fact that uh, Lee Petty and mm, Tim Schafer yes. were there because I was like, oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, Tim Schafer is like, it's rad. <laughs> Tim Schafer is my yeah. hero. So, uh, so that's why I was like, I, I that one seems like... That game that does look pretty interesting. Um hopefully mm-hmm. i end up enjoying it there have been a lot of recent double fine like indie releases that i have been like oh boy mm. the concept of this is cool but the right. execution doesn't do it for me i'm curious because i did not watch every year double fine does a thing where they take a week or two off and then they have they break into teams and have people prototype games mm. and then that is what they they pick one or two to try to move forward with uh I don't know if this is one of those from last year because I I bought, I bought last year's uh, mm-hmm. documentary but I did not watch it so it's it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so bummed out because they always make such cool concepts and then the ones that I really like don't get chosen like Lee Petty the guy they showed in the video which actually it probably was his game. It's his game. It yeah. Is. So uh, his one that I really wanted to be made was basically like BattleBots mm-hmm. but like it was in the aesthetic of Tron mm-hmm. so you would like pick your arms and shit and then just like basically have a fighting game with robots in the mm-hmm. middle of this crazy tron arena mm-hmm. they did not pick that one right which was a bummer but he also one of his other games got picked a couple of years ago i can't remember the name of it but like the dude loses his head I, uh, in the... fuck i don't really follow you know double fine that much yeah. i do know they have that one game coming out ooblets yes well ooblets and then they have what is the other one? Um, Psychonauts. Psychonauts 2, yeah. I'm Which that I'm one, very excited yes. for Psychonauts 2, but Ooblets looks sick. <clears throat> yes. Dance battles. Um, Creature in the Well, are you into pinball? So That seemed like an interesting concept. It does, and this is why I, when I was watching this, I said to the people I was watching it with that this is the best time to be playing video games and like because indie games can be whatever. Right. Like you can think of any super niche thing and then there will be a video game right that game did look cool yes but i played yuko's island express the metroidvania pinball game from last year Mm. which was actually on sale at the end of this indie thing they announced it was on sale yes it was a really cool concept at first until you're like i just want to be able to jump over there and not have to like make this exact angled pinball shot so it was a cool concept. I have a feeling that this will end up being something similar, where it's a cool concept, but then right. in execution, eventually it gets tiring. Yeah. Like Hugo's Island Express was only like four and a half hours long, and I when you're feel like the mechanic is not welcome at the end of four and a half hours, like yeah. maybe not the best. Yeah. But. Now the game that I'm most excited about is uh, my friend Pedro. Yes, and I had tra- they've had trailers of my friend Pedro yeah, for yeah. a while. That game looks crazy. Like, yeah. I don't know how you control it. It looks like you individually control each of his limbs. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be like a twin stick shooter. Probably. Uh, then, but he basically has dual machine guns and he like is weird and it looks it, like he's ragdolling all over the place. It looks like that, but then you can also control like time and slow it down. So it seems like you can do like these really cool things that afterwards you just go like, man, I am so badass and awesome. Yeah. And so, and then like, I don't know how your friend Pedro the banana plays in any of it, but yeah, it looks like a weird, weird game (laughs) that it looks a lot of fun to me. It does. Yeah. So like between my friend Pedro and the Katana, 
Zero. Those are probably my two big highlights. There was like uh, Neo Cab. I had seen that advertised before. Neo it's basically Cab. just like you're a future Uber driver, more or less. But there's a, a plot happening. Yes, and like you're you're picking up drivers, and then like that's how like the story's unraveling. But you're like the only driver left in the world, or something like that. Yeah, that's that's why I like indie things yeah. recently, is because they can be whatever. Like right. it's just some small concept blown out to be a full game, right? Where AAA development would never take the risk to no. make anything anymore. They every game that comes out feels like the safest bet on the yeah, planet yeah. anymore. So. And then there's that Dark Wood, which is just a top-down survival horror game. Yeah, which, yeah I, it's just like, yeah, yeah. whatever. Uh, there was the blood rot. That seemed kind of cool. It was where, like, the wolf, you had the wolf head. Yeah, the that one. Head. Oh, that's the one that uh, they based it on Samurai Jack. Yes. The art style is, like, very much yes. looks like Samurai Jack, yeah. Pine, that did not look good to me. It was running at the worst frame rate I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so I, slow. So th- this drives me nuts. If you're going to be seen by thousands of people, like if you somehow get this insanely cool boost to your signal from Nintendo, mm-hmm. and the fucking trailer that you put out there is not running at a... It wasn't even running at 30 frames a second. No, no. Like, yes, the concept of your weird open world game seems pretty cool. Dog, what? Yeah. It, it looked so weird and generic, too. Yeah. I, that's a bummer. Yeah, that that's... I mean, it, the the cool thing was like you had like wolves as your your teammates or whatever. Yeah, and it's just like oh, or I guess they were foxes. And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued by this. And then I saw gameplay and I went, I'm no longer intrigued by this. You always hope in those scenarios that they're like not anywhere near completion. It's coming out in August. I know. I'm just saying, man, they got a lot of time to polish that. Mm, I. Th- I, they need to speed that up a lot. Hey, we'll find out. I guess. Uh, there was Super Crate Box, which is also coming out in April. So Super Crate Box is a Flash game. Yes. <laughs> which, okay, so this this pissed me off. I love Vlambeer as a developer. Mm-hmm. They made Super Crate Box. It was a really good thing. And so in that Nindy Direct, they say it is called, like, what, Vlambeer Arcade? Is the thing? Yeah. And they make it seem like it's going to be a physical wrapper, and they only talked about Super Crate Box? Right. Nuclear Throne was out that day yes. for the thing. They didn't say that in the direct. No, they, they did. What? They, they said Nuclear Throne was they out sh- now. Oh, okay, because I did I not wrote see down. that. I wrote it down, out now. Okay, because I saw that after, and I was like, how is that not what they focus on? Why would you show footage of Super Crate Box mm-hmm. and not show footage of Nuclear Throne? No, they did. They showed, and then they said out now. I wrote Dang. it down. You were not paying attention. I was well. not, I guess. But and then anyways, they showed uh, Ultra Bugs, which Ultra they, Bugs, yes, that was they the said other later. One. Yeah, and that then, one is not out yet. And then they showed uh, Swim Swim Sanity, that up to four person like shooting underwater game, and that looked cool. Yeah, uh, Blastmaster Zero. That yeah, is, the sequel to Blaster Master Zero, which is out, which is another one that's out now. Yes. And then the Stranger Things, which continues to not look great. It and it was like the same footage they showed from the Game Awards. Yes, and it like nothing about that looks interesting. No. So it, what? What's going on? I, that feels like a cash grab to me. Hundred percent. But and then then the other one is just the Cadence of Hyrule. Which yeah, which was about. which was sick. So is that one probably what you're most excited about? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, just because it, that that's unexpected. Like yeah. I knew Katana Zero existed before this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would have said that. Uh, yeah, the Crypt of the Necrodancer is fun. I'm very bad at it. 
uh, listening to Zelda music while I die over and over again will be great, I'm sure. (laughs) All right. So moving on from that, uh, everyone's favorite Quantic Dream games, Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and Detroit Become Human, are coming to the Epic Game Store on PC. I know you're a big fan of Detroit. I love Detroit Become (laughs) Human. It's one of my favorites. This Uh, is just crazy because, like... They are very much Sony exclusives. Yeah, does this mean that, like, Sony could have games Uh, on the Epic Store? Sure. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy. Because who cares about playing these games? No, no. But like, if this is a stepping stone to like, yes, Horizon... that is why I think it's cool. If they like, if Sony games start coming out on PC, which they probably won't, I would would be willing to bet that after Detroit Become Human, Sony was like, all right, hey, we don't actually own you guys, so. If we didn't make enough money on this shit, you mm. can put this out, try to get more money, but right. we still get a cut of the sales. Which I would bet they, that's the case. And they did the Epic Store because they can get a bigger they can cut get a of bigger the bigger cut. Yes. The sales. So I would bet that that is why. I bet Detroit did not perform mm. to Sony's expectations for their hilariously large budget. But I mean, like, if they released God of War. Oh, that'd be awesome. On PC, like, it would sell very well. Yeah, I just don't want to get too excited because. I have a feeling this just is because Sony mm. wants to get more money out of these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Quantic Dream used to put out games on PC, right? right. Like, Indigo Prophecy was a PC game, so... I, I don't know. Yeah. You're and probably going to have to have a fucking good PC to run these, because they look really good it's graphically. Right. Uh, at least you're not controlling too much of it, so maybe... Uh, they look could, great, You could, you could change like, a lot of it to pre-rendered video. I mean, like, we played Detroit on my base PS4. Yeah, it was fine. I, I would assume most people's P, uh, computers are better than my base PS4. Yeah, but there's a lot of stuff that is programmed specifically specifically for, for that. And right. then when you put it on PC, like you have to worry about a lot of other stuff, like right. things running in the background or like your operating system. Whereas they don't always have to worry about that right. stuff on console. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. In other Sony news, I saw this today. Sony is starting to, on Monday, they will have a stream at 5 p.m. Eastern called The State of Play, mm-hmm. which they basically, in their statement, without really saying it, were like, hey, this is what Nintendo Directs are, but no. for us. They're State of Plays. Listen, man. <laughs> I, I, And they specifically were like, yeah, this isn't a one-off thing. We're going to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's going to show new trailers, new stuff. It's just what Nintendo was doing with the Nintendo right. Direct. Which, I mean, like, the other interesting thing is also today, on the 26th, Xbox announced that they're, that they're doing, doing an indie it, showcase yeah. thing, just like Nintendo, yeah. For, and yes. so, this is, I guess I, I don't want to spoil one of my big predictions, but, like, dude, developers can just do that now. Yeah. Like, you know your audience, you know that if you just tweet out that we're making this stream, thousands of people are going to show up to it. Every video game outlet is still going to report it. Right. You, everyone can do it. Anyone. You, yeah. If you know there is an audience for your game, you can just stream it. People will show up for it. Yeah, this one is going to be interesting. But I think the the Xbox one, I think, is going to be a little more interesting. Because I think it's going to be, here's an indie showcase and all, all these games are on the Game Pass today. Yeah. Because it is specifically an about indie, that. indie showcase on for Game Pass, so I think it's going to be where this like I think it's going to be games in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, it has to be games yeah, in the future. Yeah. Hopefully, they don't show Days Gone. 
No, that's going to be like the maid. This is going to be a Days Gone. Oh. Uh, I was going to call it a showcase, but it's so a, it's they a always state of play. so they when it's a Nintendo Direct and they're like, oh, it's a Pokemon Direct or it's a Fire Emblem Direct. What the heads? What are they going to say for state of play for Sony? Like the. I don't. It's a. It's a fine name, but like maybe I don't know. It's a. You can say it's a state of days gone. <laughs> You'd say it's a days gone focused state of play, right. but that doesn't really roll off the tongue. That's not an abbreviation. Can we just take one step back and go back to the Nindy showcase? And I just want to mention. I thought it was hilarious how people were upset that. Like Animal Crossing and stuff were shown as always. <laughs> as always, dude. <laughs> Nintendo fans are the worst. Oh my god, they're like, what? You yeah, didn't man. show anything? You know, this first party Nintendo developed indie game Animal Crossing. Eat shit. <laughs> they, oh. they announced that it's going to be a Nindy showcase and then people are upset when it's just like, it was, no okay, Animal Crossing. Do you remember when they first announced the Labo thing and people yeah. were like, you didn't show Metroid. Like, of fucking course not. Yeah. Come on, man. No one ever said that. They specifically said no, nothing else other than this weird educational software. Fuck off. Uh, uh. The final news article here, which is one that happened like no shit, like 44 seconds before I saw it. Uh, GameStop, that, that says GameStio. Okay, I was like, is this something I don't know anything no, about? No, GameStop stores received a memo that as of April 1st, they will no longer be able to sell digital codes for games from PSN. So, hmm. and it also apparently is not just GameStop, it is all retailers. So you will only be able to buy full digital games through PSN as of April 1st. Why? So, like, you can't just go and buy, like, a Division 2 card and then put it in your, put it in the store was and download that the Division 2. That was one of the ways that GameStop was making a lot of their money. Because mm. of uh, they were trying to get a cut of digital sales, which I assume this is Sony trying to put a stop to that. Yeah, I'm just like I, I've seen where you can buy like digital on like Amazon, and I'm like, why wouldn't I just buy it through Steam so, or PlayStation? And it's all it's weird though because like obviously you can still buy PlayStation car store cards, right? And they said DLC as well, mm -hmm. so it's like it's not a huge loss. I just think it's interesting. Right. That all retailers will no longer be able to sell those codes. So that means you won't be able to probably get digital PSN games from Amazon anymore either. Yeah, that, and that's what I was saying. Like, I know I've been on the GameStop website and seen, but I'm like, why would I Sometimes buy... they're heavily discounted, mm. well, especially on Amazon. So I that it's mm. interesting. Maybe it's just a, another way for Sony to push people towards their weird PSN flash sales. Which, uh, I, mean... I mean, also, obviously... Cutting out GameStop is in the interest of all the platform yes. holders. Yes, and, and which I mean, I check Xbox, Steam, and PlayStation every week and see what the, whatever their flash sales because I mean they're weekly sales. And I, I follow usually... Wario sixty four on Twitter, so mm. anytime there's a sale, I know within eight seconds. So if you actually anyone just the PSA, if you would like to buy video games on sale, if you follow Wario sixty four, yeah, he's... people think he's a bot. He's not. He's a real man who used to work at EGM. Uh, and yeah, anything. Like mm. any announcement about video games, any sale, it will pop up right away. How does he make any money? He doesn't, I'm sure. I think he like is a developer now of something. How does he have time? I don't know, man. He's crazy. <laughs> That's why I think it's really funny that people are always like, he's a bot. And like, at first I believed it until I 
realized that he very much was not yeah. because a bot would not say some of the shit he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I, I'm, so. I've yes, I've definitely followed him on Twitter. I've just it's just kind of one of those things where yeah, I just a lot of times just check the flash sales. And yeah, I yeah, just kind of scroll through. I ninety percent of the time don't buy anything. Yeah, a lot of times I just buy whatever if there's an indie game that I've been interested in that's actually on sale. Yeah, yeah. All right. So moving on to uh, the games that we have been playing, you have not been uh, playing a whole lot. No, personally. Uh, which, I mean, like, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So we played Mass Effect 2 together. Yes, which uh, I just kind of wrote down some of the missions we went through. Yeah. We uh, recruited Samara. That is true. She is, uh, a, sorry, just a car. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, she has a very interesting backstory with her daughter. Yeah, she's got a killer daughter. Yeah, that's, that's, and that'll be interesting, I'm sure. It will. It is cool. I like that uh, We uh, recruited Thane. Thane is my favorite Mass Effect 2 character edition. Uh, we did Grunt's loyalty mission, which is not amazing. No. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, and then, he's like, like going through puberty, and you gotta make him a full adult Krogan. Which you do that by basically a bunch of shit. It's just a wave-based arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did Morton's uh, loyalty. Yeah, mission. Yeah, so Morton's loyalty mission is what I would consider to be one of the high water marks of Bioware writing, mm. and why, like, if someone was like, "Well, why did Bioware used to be good and they're not now?" I would show them a video of Mord- all the interactions in Morton's loyalty mission in. Mass Effect 2, because it is not just about the character, it is about the greater universe as a whole. Right. Like, they, the Solarians, the race that Morden is, they basically committed what is essentially genocide on the Krogans because they believed that they were going to take over the rest of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So they create a disease that basically makes it so that all Krogans are stillborn or die during birth. Yes. Uh, it's one in a thousand will survive. Uh, because they were known for like extreme breeding, sort of like rabbits are. And they're very aggressive. They're very aggressive. So they felt that it would be necessary for the galaxy, but you basically find one of Morden's uh, pupils who worked on the genophage with him, and he is trying to cure it for them, but he's doing it in a way that is using them as like uh, doing like live experiments and things that are just right. bad for the people, and they end up dying. But they're so desperate that they go along with it. Mm-hmm. It's, like, pretty fucked, and it... Yeah. Uh, it, it, it definitely kind of creates this whole ethical question of, like, yeah. is it better to kind of control the population? Yeah. Or, or is it better, better to, to... let it go and right. get killed by it, in yes. theory. Um, but it just all of it, like, even the ethical questions and stuff they ask are very well done. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, I think about the shit that I saw people talk about in Anthem, and I'm just like, what... Wow. And it seems like it's probably something that never gets answered, and it's kind of one of those things it, ethically. Well, okay. I, I mean, it doesn't necessarily get answered in an ethical fashion, right? But it, yeah, you'll see. Okay. Well, and then the last one was just we did that elusive man oh, yeah, mission he sent us where to the ship, and he knew that it was a trap. Yes. So Martin, like, Martin Shane, what a guy. I I have a feeling that in two or three. The elusive man is going to double cross us at some point. We that is see. that is my prediction. I know all the answers to this, yes. but I cannot say. Which you know, in case you haven't been following, I this is my first time playing the Mass Effect trilogy. This is Manny's fifteenth time. Yeah, I Mass, Mass Effect Two is one of the few games that I have played through like five, four or five times mm-hmm. because I. Mm. 
played through on all the difficulties. Right. And I played through it on multiple platforms. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. So I. So that's that. From what I remember, we pretty much stopped there. We did. Yeah. So. Um, I personally have been playing. Oh, I played Devil May Cry Five, which I didn't know how I'd feel about it at first. It is very good. Um, I don't understand how the RE engine can be so versatile and still be amazing, but it is. They created that engine to make Resident Evil, which I always worry pigeonholes development into like a certain type of game. Right. Devil May Cry is nothing like Resident Evil, and it plays amazingly. Is this the RE7 engine? Yeah. Cause then, like, it's called RE Engine. Oh, so. okay. I was just because like they made RE Seven and then RE Two is completely different. Yeah, but it's still in that engine. So and so, then yeah. this is also in that engine. Yes, and that so Capcom made a sick, sick engine for their future games. Uh, and Devil May Cry Five is what Devil May Cry used to be mm. before DMC. It is just the weird, stylish action. I believe they call it stylish hard action, was their dumbass tagline back in the day. Uh, it is basically, in case you don't know, it is an action game where you play as... Well, in the previous games, you would have only played as Dante, and this one you play as three characters, Nero, V, and Dante. Well, this the fourth one you played as two. That's true, you played as Dante and Nero. But um, now, You basically go into combat scenarios did spawn in like four or five enemies and you try to chain combos together and do damage with as many different things as possible to get cool style ratings. Mm -hmm. They go from D to triple S, triple S being the best. Uh, now I know in four, the, they switched it like pretty much at the halfway point. You played what Nero at the beginning and then Dante for the second half where this, it was more scattered. So you, so this, this one, it's basically like you play as Nero for the first couple of missions and then they introduce V you play as V and then you like swap back and forth between mm -hmm. Nero and V and then you play as Dante for like the second half. Okay. But there is also, you can play as all three of them in a lot of missions. Right. Once you beat the game, you get to pick who you want to be for that part, and they have different sections that yeah, they go through. I just heard, like, the progression can be a little frustrating because you're having to unlock, like, the abilities again and again for each character. I... And you start getting used to the way Nero plays, and then once you get used... And then you're, then you're backtracking to... V, I guess, is, and then... I, I was just wondering if that bothered you at all. No, not even a little bit. But okay. it, because it's like they're basically like playing three different characters in a fighting game. Like, it's not like you're buying the same skills. Like, they are wildly different okay. characters all around. So it's just like you buy moves mm. and stuff, and they all have inputs like you would in a fighting game. Right. The thing that annoys me, and I'll have to go back and see if it was like that in Devil May Cry 4, is the full intent of you doing well is that you are not using the stick for movement. Like the intent for you to do well in combo things is that you will be using moves to bridge gaps. Mm -hmm. So a lot of moves, if you're holding forward, make it something different. So like right. I would always fuck up because it's like, I want to walk forward, but then I'm doing this thing I don't want to do. I had to break that habit. And by the end of the game I had, it was just very weird. And like, 
a lot of moves can only be done if you're locked onto a target. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you have to push R1, which is a lock-on button, and back and circle, as, right. as an example. But then if you just did back and circle, he just turns around, mm-hmm. and uh, it's weird. Yeah, there, it, there are very weird things. Yeah, I dicked around with four a couple weeks ago, and that was kind of the big thing was just like, man, there's a lot of moves here so and... it it feels really clunky at first yes. but then once you get a grasp on the combat you can do some insane shit right and like you feel cool when you're doing it boy then you go and watch combos that mm. people are doing in the training room and you're like why do i even play this game <laughs> like i can't do that what's annoying is so like nero they each have a gimmick right. nero's is his right <clears throat> arm is gone and he replaces it with a robot arm so he can use that to pull himself to enemies or pull enemies to him and he has a sword that you can rev up like a motorcycle mm-hmm. uh and a gun and so you use those three things the arms are different they each have different abilities right v is like a totally new play style he cannot hurt the enemies you use square to shoot out this like panther spirit or no square is the bird which is like your gun basically triangle is the it's like a panther and then there's another one that's like this big dude called nightmare that you can summon right essentially the bird is ranged the the panther is melee melee. the other thing is just the badass i don't know and then to kill him you have to you you then have to as v stab them with your cane yes so the whole thing is like you are staying away and fighting from a distance with these Mm -hmm. animal spirits and i just i never got the hang of that like it always felt like I would get high style ratings on accident. Like, it feels like mashing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you can do really crazy shit, but, like, right. I never figured it out and would still get good ratings. And, obviously, getting hit lowers your ratings, so since you have to fight from far away, I'm not getting hit because right. it doesn't matter. And then Dante is the best character, as mm-hmm. usual. He has four different weapons he can switch out at any moment. Mm-hmm. Four guns he can switch through at any moment. And the way that you are supposed to play is you hit with the one weapon, you switch it immediately, hit with another one, switch, switch. So I won't spoil what the a few of the later weapons are because they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Dante is the most fun to play generally. I like Nero as someone who is not good at the combat mm-hmm. because it's really annoying when the enemies go away and then you're like, oh, I can just pull them back. I don't mm-hmm. have to do some fucking magic shit. Uh, so the gameplay is great and it is essentially it is less like four where four a lot of the battlefields are more open and there's a lot more exploring right it goes back to closer to what it was in devil may cry 3 where it's really linear and so you basically like get in a room it locks all the exits and then you finish the combat scenario are there bad platforming sections there are some platforming sections that are not wonderful okay because i know that's kind of like a a standard oh yeah there always is uh, but yeah, it, had, did you only play this once? I did. I might play through it again on the harder difficulty. That's from what I understand. That's that is what the, you're supposed to do. So it, the game itself is only like I probably took me eight and a half to right. ten hours uh, because that's usually what I do because the harder difficulties frustrate me. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is you carry over abilities, right? So then it's like you are already fully amped up and powered up at the beginning. So mm-hmm. even though it's harder, you are more prepared to deal with it. It ends up being just basically new game plus. Yeah, yeah, and you go through and you unlock a new difficulty each time because mm-hmm. you start. The default is human. Then there's uh, demon hunter. Son of Sparta, Dante Must Die, Heaven or Hell, Hell or Hell. Mm. Those are, the last two are stupid and I don't count them. One is like, 
Hell or Hell is you kill the enemies in one hit and they kill you in one hit. Heaven or Hell is like you. I don't know. The enemies die in one hit, but like you can't die or some weird shit. Hmm. I don't know. And there, there, there's there are so many different mechanics going in. The part that I don't know that real true Devil May Cry fans will be into is the first half of the plot. Because it carries over what the reboot DMC did, where it's, like, just really going for being, like, a super edgy B-movie, where they all say, like, really awful one-liners and just really dumb shit happens and maybe there's a little too much cursing. The second half of that game, can't spoil what happens, but that's where true Devil May Cry fans will start to touch themselves and be very excited with where the plot goes. Mm -hmm. I will say that during Devil May Cry 4, I called the entire plot of Devil May Cry 5. Mm -hmm. And in the last couple scenes, I was like, wow, it really would be this predictable. And that was 10 years ago. It was. Those games are not necessarily like super deep in the plot department. Mm-hmm. You're half human, half demon man that's killing demons. Right. Uh, so I wasn't expecting it to be like some nuanced thing, but I thought it was batshit crazy that I called literally the exact plot 10 years ago. And, and yes. then that's what it was. And what I thought was really funny, I was like, wow, if they don't do that plot, people will not be pleased. I and heard. So they really went the safe route. I heard the. I can't think of her name, but like. The main character at the beginning of four, that girl, Kyrie, she's barely in. They five. don't model her, so this, it's crazy. You hear her voice, right? And they had the same voice actress voice lines, but she's always on the phone or like mm. upstairs, right? Like what? The representation of the female characters that are in the game is pretty bad. Like is just them, Trish and Lady. I was gonna say, and it's like that the camera like panning on their boobs mm. in like just the worst leery creepy way and then like it's bad was it two that had like some woman and then they never mentioned her again yes because two is such a bad game yes okay two is so bad there's a history of devil may cry video where they go through and explain the plot when they get to two it is one slide and one sentence <laughs> <laughs> that basically is like yeah then dante did this thing with this cult I don't know. Here's Devil May Cry 4. And you're like, oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> so even Capcom tries to forget that Devil May Cry yeah, 2 was such a shitty garbage game. I, I, I'm always kind of curious, so I look up, like, the Metacritic of, like, old games, and I was looking, I was like, I think, like, Devil May Cry 1 was, like, 90. Yeah, so Devil two. May Cry 1 is very different. Like, it was, it was this kind of stylish action thing, but right. it was also more exploring. It was originally supposed to be more like Resident Evil. Right. Uh, and it, like, was somewhere halfway in between... Then two was just really bad. Yeah, it has like it's like sixty Metacritic. So I don't even think it deserves that. I remember everything was so dark, I like couldn't see. Mm. And even if I turned up the brightness, like that didn't help. The combat was not the same. Right. It was not very good. Uh, then three is like the pinnacle. Right. I think still to most people, five now that it has come out, I think it replaced it for a lot of people. And then yeah, like four had like eighty. Like the rest of them were like eighty. Yeah, they're 90s. they're decent. It's just like that one is just like oh, an two outlier. Oh, is, two is fucking so bad. Which, and then there's DMC, which... Uh, was people, critically well-received, yes. but not well-received by people who like the combat of Devil May Cry. Which I know some people, that's their favorite one. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it is a different experience. I, from what I understand, it's a little bit more over the top, even for... Yes, I would say that 3 is probably still my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I would have to go back and play it again to know for sure. But 5 is very much just the evolution of that game. Like, it is the same combat, more or less, with some new 
cool touches to it. Do you think 3 has aged well? Yes, I think 3 will have aged well. I think that 1 probably did not, because it's so old. Right. Uh, Whereas 3 was, like, kind of near the end of the life cycle of of the PS2, but then it, like, got re-released with special editions, so they had upgraded the graphics again, and you could play as Virgil. And, like, that one was, like, very near the end of the PS2's Mm -hmm. life cycle, so it was, like, pretty good then. Right. Um, and that's remastered, I'm sure, is totally fine if they mm-hmm. up-res the textures. Because it felt smooth and ran at 60 frames right. a second back then. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I Devil May Cry 5 was very cool. Um, it's not very long. So, like, Which is, as we discussed, yeah, it's, it's, it's a not series... meant to be played the way I played it, right. basically. It's but. a series that's meant to play it several times. and Yeah, but if you're just looking for, like, dumb action movie shit that feels cool to play and is kind of hard it, right it's very good yeah yeah but you played the division two i haven't come close to finishing well this. you played anthem as well yes which one is the better schluter um the one i continued to play okay great the division <laughs> two i knew yes. it i i've played probably about 15 hours i'm about 40 percent way through the main campaign so like the whole the whole point is to get to level 30 and then that's when like the real game the real true game begins which it sounds like this is the first time there actually is like a real game to it which is impressive Mm -hmm. i can't really comment on that it definitely wasn't one in the original division yes but i the just playing through the game it is a very competent uh third person cover shooter okay uh it it feels good it is as we discussed very difficult if you are playing alone alone yeah it is more those kinds of games are more meant for a full squad of people so that makes sense i guess which a a whole a big reason why it is so difficult is because of how smart the ai is okay i would say this is this i think it's probably the smartest a like third person cover shooter ai i've ever seen all right they're actually flanking me they're actually trying to flank me yeah they have grenade launchers and they know how to get to specific areas where they can (laughs) actually hit me even though i'm in cover oh okay um or at the very least they can angle it at a way that'll knock me out of cover and then other enemies will come in and start shooting me Hmm. so like when i go down i have to basically just restart that area or whatever where like if you're playing with three other they people can revive you exactly yeah so but like i i you know i don't really have friends that are interested in this game as much so i just kind of said whatever i'll play this game alone and i'm getting through it i did pull uh a tom brady the the moral combat player uh, where I got so salty, I uninstalled the game, and then I started watching something, and then I just kept thinking about it. So then I had to reinstall the game, which was just another good two hours. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. So that was my Sunday, was playing it, getting frustrated, and then having to wait to download it again. Oh and, boy. And then you came over, and I was like, well, I guess I'll have to play this another time. Wow. That's rough. Which, now that I've kind of adjusted to it, I've gotten better and I'm not dying as much. Mm. But yes, it is... I would say, like, it's probably like playing Mass Effect on the hardest difficulty. Okay. Yeah. Um, Is the mission design good? Like, is the loot system good? What's happening? The loot system feels really good. It is is, uh, more... It's not... (laughs) 
It's not like with the aliens like or weird alien fantasy. Guns, so it's just like here's an AR. Yes, here's whatever. an assault rifle. Here's a sniper rifle. Here, but all the guns feel good and they feel different. Yeah, I am because I because I am playing alone. I'm not able to use like the shotguns, which feel really good. I have to try to stay as far away as I can. So what I've been doing is I've been using a sniper rifle, which I rarely use. Yeah, and then I've also been using like a heavy assault rifle. Okay. Uh, as, and I've been just kind of switching between those two. And then also you do have, like, special abilities. So, like, you get a turret. So I've been using my turret quite a bit as well, which I think, like, if you can have, like, four people and, like, everyone's setting up their turrets, you can probably, like, really do some damage. Yeah, I would, I would bet that's the case. Uh, but, yeah, it's, so you get two special abilities. So I've been using a turret. And then there's also, like, a... A drone that I that kind of stays above me and it kind of deflects bullets and everything for me. So if I'm getting low on health, I can just kind of whip that out and that'll help me kind of regen some of my health or give me some time to use a med pack. I think every Ubisoft game has a drone in it now. Oh, Assassin's Creed. That's true. Assassin's Creed did not have a drone in it, but every <laughs> other one, like there was, you use a drone as like one of your main things in Watch Dogs too. Like in uh, uh, fucking what is cocaine mountain ghost ghost recon ghost recon wildlands that was another one where it was a four player which that one uh i liked that game people did i saw a lot of people saying praise for that uh after the fact yes it was fun it was just man that was a huge map and that was like it was a a very big map it was like a 60 70 hour game and after about 30 hours i was like you know i've experienced pretty much this entire game I don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I uh, I mean, I guess it's probably because a lot of their games have, like, the modern military aesthetic to them, so... Well, yeah, I mean, unless you're talking, like, Assassin's Creed and Yeah, stuff. that's, like, the only one, really. Because, I mean, even technically Far Cry is, like, modern. Yes. So... Unless you're talking Far Cry Primal. <laughs> I'm never talking about Far Cry Primal, actually. But, yes, uh, The Division, it's... You played the first one, right? I did. I did not finish it because I disliked it so much. What did you didn't like the campaign at all? No. I assume I assume the campaign's fairly similar to the first one because the first one it seems like a lot of the complaints were a lot of post game stuff. I just didn't like the campaign either because it was like nothing was happening. It was like. I don't know. This is at least, it's established. How far after the event is this? I don't know. Okay. I Anytime there's a cutscene, I skip it. Oh, okay. So you really don't know. Well, because like, I, everyone I've I've seen, like, they're just like, the story's not good. So I'm just like... It's well, got to be better than the first one. I've Literally, heard... the whole plot was that, like, they released a virus on dollar bills during Black Friday. And then basically, it was like the second coming of the Black Plague or some dumb shit. So the entire plot of the first one was like, we have to go to this area and try to save these people, except there's one of three factions that is stupid and we have to fight them. And I was like, I don't care or want to do this. The Division 2 sounds like it has really cool missions where you like steal stuff or like go yes. do specific things. Uh, the mission design themselves, like you're, you're going through a lot of museums and like the... It, it, it all ends up being the same thing where you're just basically hiding behind cover and shooting people. But just the environments are very unique, even though it is all in a city. It's all in yeah. Washington, D.C. But the story, from what I've heard, 
people thought the first one was better. Boy. That's the one thing that's that... impossible. <laughs> people thought the the first which I mean like that doesn't bother me because you're not going into these kind of games looking for anything story heavy in my opinion. I mean, it should have one that doesn't suck shit. Or you can just skip it. I mean, yeah, but I'm never going to do that in anything. So, like, Really? Yeah. I play video games to actually be told a story. Like, if it's just gameplay and you actually have a plot, it doesn't do it. I don't know, man. you mm. got to have something at all. They're bad guys and you have to shoot them, man. I know, and now that's you know. the worst possible <laughs> plot you can have. Like, you have to have any kind of motivation. Like, why do I give a fuck? Because they're bad guys and you gotta but shoot them. But they might not be, for all you know. But the, it's fun to shoot them. Oh, boy. See, like, I don't know. <laughs> Would you want a game like, let's say, The Witcher? Mm-hmm. Where it's a four-player and you're parting up with your friends and, like, the witcher is and it's like the witcher store that's just like an mmo dude like you would want that yeah i'd play that i see to me like if i'm playing a story extensive game i want it to be a single player and i just kind of want to i mean it would help for me to do that but like i don't know man i read all of the plot in final fantasy 14 when i play and it's Mm. an mmo that you're with other people and it's actually good mm. so i I don't know i guess to me like I, if I'm playing like a story game like Uncharted, I don't want it to be like where I'm in a party and I'm talking to other people and I'm. I mean, in generally, it's better, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's always a poor excuse mm. when games have a bad plot to be like, well, it's not about the plot, and mm-hmm. it's like, well, no, you just wrote a shitty story, right? And otherwise, if people were saying your story ruled, you would be like, yeah, just your sick story, mm-hmm. like fuck off. That, that 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 is not an excuse for me. And I guess that it just kind of comes down to another thing where you and I are different. Where, like, I like a good story, but gameplay is more important. I Which, I agree with that. It just depends on the mm. thing. Like, right. I, I don't know. I I have no investment in grinding endlessly with, like, no payoff to plot or whatever. You're leveling up. And I, dude, I love leveling up. Mm. But I gotta have anything, any mm. kind of carrot on a stick that is not just, like, get the prestige. Which is why I think Destiny, out of all these ones, is the best one currently still because of that mm. like even though their plot is like pretty not great at least they're like trying to have one i can't remember a single thing that happens in that story kate six dies that was after i know i played but he does die i don't know in the beginning i don't i didn't even play the game and i know about the story of that <laughs> game so no i played through that game and i don't remember the first anything. one definitely not the first one, it sounds like it had a really interesting story. You just had you just to, had to look in the cards and stuff. Yes, yeah, that was weird. You had to go off off the disc and not in the game. Yeah, but no, I mean the division is a Tom Clancy thing, so like right. of course it's not going to have the best plot in the world. Right, it's right. about a world that was ravaged by the money flu, and now it's a lawless wasteland. Which I, which is actually one of the reasons why I usually don't like ninety nine percent of all post apocalypse games mm. is because it's like the whole thing is like there's crazy people kill them and it's like that's what horizon didn't have that horizon did not have that rage 2 will rage 2 will definitely have that (laughs) and they will be weird psycho it's basically just borderlands i oh boy but we'll see yes but it at least well avalanche it's technically not it but they are not known for their dope plot no, no. When Giant Bomb gave like uh, Doom 
one of their like top three best stories of the year. Hey, at least it, and I thought that that was a good plot that they at least gave Doom a plot. Uh, yes, but I don't know if it was top three of the year. Probably not that year. I I'm very much enjoying the, the Division Two. I'm hoping I've never I've played a lot of these kind of games, but like after the main story, I'm kind of done with it. I'm kind of hoping that this one may pull me in, and I I might actually like the post game stuff. Does it still have the dark zone? It has three different dark zones. Okay, but it's different now. Where before you like would collect the material and, and then, then you would have to escape on the helicopter without getting killed yes which you would have to like ring the bell or whatever which notified everyone now you can actually get stuff in the dark zone and you won't lose it completely Ugh, if you die weak that's weak stuff but there is but because there's three dark zones one of them is like the old dark zone. okay i was gonna say that was my favorite part of the division mm-hmm. one was because it was like an actual new interesting concept yes. to be in this weird basically demilitarized yes. zone and uh actually have to escape yes and it was it was interesting so like they've taken the best of both worlds and there is still that if you want that or if like losing everything is demoralizing to you then you can kind of still get collect some things in the other two dark zones i gotcha i haven't ex- gone in there because i know there are people that are like level 30 and then, yeah and i'm only level 14 and then you get messed up yes that is not good so i just kind of said you know what i'm gonna experience the the main story and we'll see yeah. and also there is like a competitive mode as well which i probably won't experience either yeah competitive modes that have gear in them i'm never mm-hmm I don't know because I'm someone always has better gear than you, right? And that sucks. So. Or it's to the point in the game where everyone will have the same gear because that's the best. Gear yeah, and then in it's the just game. whoever is better, which makes sense for mm-hmm. a competitive multiplayer thing. But right. still, yes. So that's basically my division two breakdown. All right. Well, I played One Piece World Seeker, and I don't know. I don't know. It's it's movement, I heard. Is take, let's, ta- a- let's take a tally of the reviews. Game Informer said, hey, 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, whoa, a good One Piece game? Let's look at the next review. IGN, 4 out of 10. Whoa, that is not a good review. He hates everything about it. And most of them really were like... Middling? About 8s or 4s. Like, there mm. were no... There were some that were in the middle... But it reviewed generally pretty poorly, but also pretty well, and mm-hmm. it was very confusing. I sit somewhere in the middle where it just it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel bad. It makes me feel literally nothing when I play it, which is upsetting because a show that has been on since 1998 that I love more than most things in my life mm-hmm. should evoke some kind of emotion, but it just is... I don't know, man. It is like, uh, why? Why do they always make mediocre to bad One Piece games? Now, is this a game? Like, this is an open world, in theory, like, where there's a story. Yes. And the story <clears throat> is actually pretty good because the guy, Oda, who writes the manga, wrote right. it. And it is interesting. It is everything around that that is not interesting. That's what, I, that, from what I understand, the people who liked it, 
<clears throat> it was because one they they thought the story was interesting. Yeah. And they also kind of liked the mobility of the game. But then there's the part where like if you removed one piece from this game, it would be awful. Mm. So I just I yeah, it's very weird because I I could never say to someone like, "Yeah, if you really like uh interesting traversal in an open world like you should check this out like if you're not a fan of one piece this game will not do it for you even Mm -hmm. a little bit and somehow it has more generic combat than a dynasty warriors game like you can only do literally one combo for every attack and it's like what who who said this was fun or good (laughs) And some of the enemies just do way too much damage, so it makes a lot of combat really frustrating because there's mm. not a lot of different things you can try to bring to your approach to the fight. Um, I've done a bunch of weird forced stealth sequences that are terrible, and then if you get caught, you have to start the fucking thing over, which is always a huge no-no in the Book of Manny. If you if your game is not about stealth, for the love of God, don't put a stealth section in there. Breath of the Wild. Uh, yeah, oh boy. I, I have not done... <laughs> There were two stealth missions that I've done, so it's not like a lot of them, and they were... Well, one of them was not a side mission. I had to do it to advance, Mm -hmm. which, that's crazy. Um, It just... Yeah, I don't know. Like, the traversal is okay. Obviously, Luffy is a rubber man, so he can, like, pull his arm. He can stretch it out to something and then use it to propel himself, and that's okay. Right. I generally find myself fast-traveling most places. Like, the map is just big enough that it's kind of annoying to go from place to Mm. place. Uh, All the quests are just generic fetch quests. You pick up sparklies on the ground that end up being like, it's a pretty shell. And then you'll find someone and they'll be like, I need three pretty shells. Like, here you go. I already collected them for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just not. Right. I, I don't know. It's just so bleh. Yeah. I, when I saw trailers of this, I was like, this seems like it could be cool anime Spider-Man. Yeah. Not as good, obviously. Yeah. But, it, but that was my impression. And like hearing that. Even the traversal, it doesn't feel great. And, and like, yeah, everything is so, like, just stilted enough to mm-hmm. be annoying. Like, every treasure chest, you have to hold triangle, but you have to hold triangle for 10 seconds to open it. So much so that, like, there's no way you could be like, oh, well, maybe they just didn't think of that. There are skills that speed up the treasure chest opening. So why would I get a skill to open this treasure chest faster when I could get skills to be better at the combat or have the traversal be more fun? Yeah, if you... I, I can't remember the game, but I remember playing one and I was like, the animation or just not even the... The amount of time that you have to hold is just a little too long. And it just kind of ruins the entire momentum of the game. And there's just a couple other weird things that make it seem like a Japanese ps2 game like you'll there's someone will be right in front of you and we'll say push triangle to talk to them you'll do that instead of just starting the conversation it will fade to black and then fade back up immediately except then the characters are slightly transitioned over to be talking to each other it's like why did we need that (laughs) why do we need that transition why can't they do that it's not like there's any animation happening like their mouths are not even really moving and so it just has a bunch of really weird shit like that mm-hmm. where it's like, this doesn't need to be this way, but right. it's also like not ruining the game experience. It's just annoying enough to be like, why is this like this? See, I think sometimes the issue is Japanese 
developers they don't play a lot of western games per se where like western developers have kind of i don't want to say perfected but they've like Ubisoft has figured out how to make decent open world games, yeah. where I'm guessing these guys are not playing many open world Ubisoft no. games. And then, like when you really think about Japanese developers, you're not really thinking open world games in general, anyways. Yeah, I mean you have like what Breath of the Wild and a few other games, but and it's it's not fully voiced, mm. and it has that annoying thing where like each new text box they'll say one thing and does i it, i it, always hate that does it scroll slowly too no it's oh, actually okay. fine in that regard i think i put it to the max text box speed though um there's one other thing i was trying to think of oh it breaks the timeline of one piece hmm. there are characters that show up there that speak like events of the most recent arc have not happened, but since every single character is there, it's impossible. And that's just weird, because they couldn't even be like, oh, well, it took place during this gap. And it's like, it could not have taken place during this gap. Hmm. So, that's strange in itself. Well, It feels just like a weird bad filler arc that has a bunch of weird fan service cameos. Okay, because I was going to ask, like... I mean, a, a video game is going to be in development for two, three years. Are you looking at, like, within the last two years of things that have happened? Or are you talking... Four years. So, okay. So, like, okay. So, two arcs ago was this arc called Dressrosa. Some of the characters leave and go somewhere else. Okay. Then they all get back together for, like, a couple episodes before... Some of the half of the crew goes off to be in the current arc where they are in the anime, and the other half goes off to the current arc where they are in the manga. So, like, it it is a very long stretch of time in the manga. So, this whole time, there is no point in which all these characters could have been together, and some of the characters that come in as cameos could have met anyone. Mm. So, it's a four year gap of time. Like, it's, it's actually impossible. Hmm. And it seems so weird that that would be, like, some weird oversight, which wouldn't even happen if just one group of characters was gone. Right. You could be like, oh, it took place, whatever. Between this episode yeah, and this episode. Yeah, like, but these three specific characters make it so that there is no point in the timeline when this could have happened. Mm. And, like, who cares, really? But just as someone who is actively watching One Piece, I just saw it and was like... What? Which, I mean, it does become this hard thing of, like, if this becomes part of the lore, then people who didn't play the game... Which it did. I mean, it's it, it the whole plot is interesting, but it is basically just, like, a weird filler thing right. that would have been throwaway in the anime. It's, like, mm-hmm. this about this weird Navy warden in his weird sky prison. Which One Piece is all about anime pirates. Yes. Right. And uh, people eat special fruits and get special powers and... In Luffy's is like he's, he's, he's made of rubber. He's, you know, Mr. Incredible. The gum gum fruit. Uh, Does he have to keep eating it? or No, you, you, you eat, just eat it, it once, once and then you have the power forever until you die and then the fruit is released back into the world. If you eat a second fruit, you immediately die forever. So, like, you make that decision and then you're stuck with it. Yes. Most of them do it on accident. Luffy specifically. Just was like, whoa, fruit, I'm hungry. And he ate it. And Mm. then he became made of rubber. I would freak out if that happened. If I woke up one day and was like, oh, this is not right. It happens immediately. So he would know right away. 
Yeah, I don't know. I one I love One Piece, and mm. so every time a One Piece game comes out, I think I'm gonna get this and probably not enjoy it. This one isn't even making me feel one way or the other. Like it just is. What blah? Is this at least one of the better One Piece games? It is definitely one of the better One Piece games. What I think is crazy is that when the high water mark of One Piece games are the literal Dynasty Warriors games, you fucking have goofed. <laughs> I love Dynasty Warriors games, but like. Come on, man. Yeah, like, the Zelda, like, I assume, like, those are considered, like, some of the worst Zelda games, if you want Yeah, but I, it is a really good Dynasty Warriors game. I love Hyrule Warriors. I remember when Yukio went out and bought a Wii U specifically for that game? I do. I would do it. I, the, the original Hyrule Warriors is fine. Mm-hmm. Hyrule Warriors Definitive on the Switch is so much content that it's right. like ridiculous. And Didn't I like they it also release it on the 3DS? 3DS? Yeah, that was a mistake. Okay. They goofed on that one. <laughs> that version sucks. Oh my god. It, like, it, the frame rate is at that joke. Oh. <laughs> god, man. Oops. That's one of the only games that is you can only play on the new 3DS XL. Mm. Yeah, I'm shocked. No other company could have done that. Like, if PlayStation released the game and was like, oh, you can only play this on Pro, suck it, old PlayStation users. They did the same thing with, like, the DSi yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like, you gotta use the camera. Yeah, no one else would be able to get away with that. No, Nintendo no. is weird. Yes. Uh, Nintendo fans, I'll give them a lot more leeway than, like, any other yeah. studio. But anyways, I've, like, played 15 hours of this game. I will mm. finish it sometime. Uh but now I have Sekiro, so this game seems way better. I played for like 30, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Boy, is it just Dark Souls, but fast combat, and you're a samurai. Which, man. yes, Dark Souls is more very deliberate. Like, it's a lot more blocking and stuff, right? Yes, whereas Bloodborne was basically about attacking all the time. Yes. This game is fast like Bloodborne. But also, you have to worry about blocking constantly. It, well, it's not. It sounds like it's not blocking. It sounds like it's more countering. It like, is countering, but you, you need to be more aggressive than you normally are. Than like in a Dark Souls, and it yes. is a lot more counter based. That's and it's that, dope. That at least that's what I've understood. Yeah, it is. Uh, what I think is weird is people are like, "Well, why would they make the combat like this?" And it's like because that's what the samurai fought like, dog. Well, like just... it. It is specifically about. You both have swords, and you are trying to get the other person off balance so you mm-hmm. can kill them. And, like, that is what that type of stance-based combat is. Right. Like, that is how you would fight someone with a sword. Mm-hmm. So I just... Yeah, I don't know. Any weird complaints that I've seen about this, I immediately write off because it's like... Yeah, that's how sword-based combat would work, my man. Well, not just that, but, like, Dark Souls fans are, like big Dark Souls fans where they, they just keep playing those games over and over again. Yeah. Don't you want something that's a little different? Do you just want the same thing again? I do, and I got it with this, right. it seems. And it's it's interesting. Um, at the beginning, they say, hey, this game is takes place in Japan. Mm-hmm. It defaults to the Japanese voice acting. Mm-hmm. You should play with that. And so I did. I, the English voice acting was like weird and like really monotone. Uh, and I was not a huge fan of it, but I, yeah, I don't know. It it is very much just weird Japanese stuff, and you, there are like Japanese monsters from mm. Japanese folklore and stuff in it. And it, it's it so far I have liked it a lot. I have not had any trouble with it yet, but people seem to be saying that it is by far the hardest yes. FromSoft game that they have played. 
Um, and it, it sounds like there is a moment where it just like takes off, and you're like, okay, now this game is impossible. There is a point that I will probably reach soon where it diverges into three paths, and I saw people saying they got stuck at all three bosses. Mm. So it's different from Dark Souls and Bloodborne in that like you don't level up, so when you're killing enemies, you don't necessarily collect... Right souls to like make your stats better it's basically you collect things to buy new weapons or stuff like that you do improve but you have to defeat bosses and then you improve your attack which you start at one and then like with yeah so, so it's not like mm-hmm. oh man i lost to this boss a bunch of right. times now i have so many souls i can grind and level mm-hmm. up you like have to actually get good at the combat you have to get good or you have to like be like, all right, I'll try a different boss. Yeah. Which the people that are like, well, I'm stuck, I'm at, stuck all three. at all three. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the kind of thing that frustrates a lot of people and then mm. makes them quit. But for some reason, the games that FromSoft makes, it makes me want to go back there and be like, I can figure this out. I can mm. do this. And then when you win, you feel like a god. Like mm. I, the first time I beat Ornstein and Smo in the original Dark Souls is like one of my greatest gaming <laughs> moments of all time. Mm. Like I will never forget doing that fight, and I hope that I get similar things out of this. Uh, it it has reviewed very positively. Yes. Um, yeah, I I'm excited. I am glad that they were finally able to make something that's slightly different. They they own Tenchu, which is. This is basically just Tenchu, but mm-hmm. Dark Souls, so... Did you ever play Neo? I did not play Neo. Because that is also, like, Dark yeah, Souls. Yeah, it's basically just Dark Souls with samurai yeah, action yes, so, and magic. So it was... uh, yeah, I did not end mm-hmm. up playing that. Uh, I probably should have, but now I still well, will never go back. They're making Neo 2. They are making Neo 2. So, maybe then. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I... This is more of like an action game than an RPG type right. game. Like Dark Souls is kind of more of a hybrid. This is very much like action based, mm-hmm. which I, I am okay with. Right. And, I, and as I said, I mean, like studios like this, they need to switch it up and make different things. I mean, like you don't, you as a developer don't want to just keep making the same thing over and over. Yeah. You know I mean, like look at Bungie. They're like, we've made four Halo games. Let's, you know, or three, I guess. Yeah, three. Well, four, they made ODST, right? Yeah. So, at a certain point, you just kind of burn yourself they made f- out. five. One, two, three, ODST and Reach. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I mean, like, they definitely, you know. Yeah, they made a lot of them. Yes. Uh, the thing that I don't know that I will like is that it's really stealth-based, and you want to try to sneak up on people and stab mm. them from behind. I'm bad at that. And it seems like the way you have to reset the stealth isn't even, like, hide for so long. It's, like, literally leave the area and come mm. back. So I, that'll probably frustrate me later on, but we'll see. I've, like I said, 30 minutes-ish. Right. But my initial impressions are very positive. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a really good game if you're into that. Just be prepared <clears throat> that it, there will be, if you're really into Dark Souls, there will be an adjustment period where you're going to have to kind of unlearn what you learned in Dark Souls, because this is going to require a different style. Yeah, it's a very, very different type of thing. So with that, we will transition into our final section here, which yes. is we have some predictions. Yes, and so we do. we'll we'll keep track of this, and we'll see if we any of these come true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you have one that you seem. Oh yeah, there will be no E3 in 2020. Wow. 
That is my that is my initial prediction that I feel, especially now that Sony announced their state of play thing and EA said that they were not going to do a regular press conference and we're going to do streams all day long, I think that E3 is gone. We'll see. Because Nintendo doesn't actually do it, right? right. They do Nintendo Directs and... I don't know, man. I guess it really depends what Xbox has cracking this year. But Xbox and Bethesda's doing it again. They, Yeah, Bethesda has to because they made Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. I bet you anything, if they did not, if Fallout 76 wasn't such a massive train wreck for them, they would not be there. Maybe. Because they don't have anything else to show, really, other than Doom and the Wolfenstein DLC. Yeah, because Rage is coming out. Because if they're like, hey, we're making a new Fallout or an Elder Scrolls, they will become, they will get destroyed because Fallout 76 is still such a shit show. I, I'm i sure they'll talk about an expansion for Fallout 76. They put out the first major thing for Fallout 76 a couple weeks ago, and it was like, you can distill and brew beer, mm-hmm. crashes the game, and in most scenarios, deletes all of your inventory. So, that's where we're at with Fallout 76, baby. I stopped following 10 it. out of 10. Oh, oh, boy. God damn, man. They really have, like, you would think that they somehow would stop shooting themselves in the foot with that fucking thing, but they have not. I mean, other than, like, they have id. They have, I can't think of, Machinima? Uh, Machine Head, or I think it's called. Okay, the one out in Sweden. The yeah, one, which they is... Wolfenstein. I'm just trying to think of it. Like, who else... What else does Bethesda have? I don't know who made what, so I can't tell you. They, they don't have a lot. That's why I'm no. saying I don't think they would be at E3 this year if Fallout 76 was not such a massive train wreck that they felt like they had to get out there and say, right. we are still okay as a company. This is what we're doing to Fallout 76. This is what's going to happen over the next year with it. Um, because they, they can't let that game die, I don't think. Right. I think they will burn so much goodwill if they just let it die, the, the little that they have left, mm-hmm. that, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's that's a hard one, because I, I feel like <clears throat> journalists will be happy and sad about that, because I, I from what I understand, it's like the most stressful time of the year for them. It is, but then they get together with a bunch of people from the industry, and right. it's cool in that way. I just think that... Over the last couple years, there has been increasing conversation about does E3 matter anymore? And, like, just this short answer is not really. But they also have been bringing in the public, and it seems like more people came this year, or, like, the previous. Yes, but so. why not just go to PAX? Like, if you if I was a if I was going to choose between going to E3 or going to PAX, I would go to PAX every time. Because the things that, in theory, the public would have wanted to see from E3 are all behind-closed-doors demos that they don't get to see. So E3 needs to keep adjusting well, for I, it to okay, stay alive. So let me, the caveat, I think that E3 is a thing that, like, developers actually go to and give a shit about in 2020 will no longer exist. Mm. Like, if they keep it as a public-facing event that just the ESA runs, that could continue. That's what I'm saying, I, I, I just, think. I, like, for sure, it's not going to be, like, the same thing where people mm-hmm. like me take days off of work right. to watch a bunch of press conferences because they're not going to be, there won't be any. No, I think... I think the press conferences could go away, but I think the the actual event might... It, it may not have the big three, but I could see maybe like Bethesda and Square Enix maybe still go and they're, that's where... And some indie studios and it ends up being more like PAX. Yeah. 
I think that could it could still live on with that. I don't know, man. I it just like there was the year that they stopped it before, mm-hmm. and things were way less dire then for E3 than they are now. Right. So like, and a lot of companies want to just get away from the ESA because they don't want to have to pay for the booths and all that stuff. Right. Like it just seems like the time of E3 being super super relevant is gone mm-hmm. because companies now can just put up a stream and any audience they have will tune in for that. They they don't have to wait to have huge announcements at specific points anymore. Right. They can just do it whenever, when it's ready. And that makes E3 super irrelevant. Mm. Which is sad. It is, because it's one of my favorite times of the year. But right. it just, like, especially this year with, like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Sony is always such a huge part of that, and most other developers are also pulling out of it in ways that don't make sense. It just seems like it's going away. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, it just seems like it would be so drastic. It just stops. Which, I guess, in hindsight, it is slowly dying. And maybe we just don't even realize it. Or, I don't know. Because E3 still gets a lot of hype and a lot of... It does, but that's... I This year it will not have as much, I guarantee. Maybe. So, it, just because it's no, nothing that people actually want to give a shit about will be showing up there other than and Microsoft it has, it has to put on the world's greatest show. But at the same time, 2020 could be the year of the new consoles, so maybe in, it in picks theory, up again. I, I still think that Sony will do the exact same thing they did with the PS4 Pro, mm-hmm. where they put out a random stream on a fucking Tuesday night or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. be like, this is our shit, mm-hmm. here you go, let's let's do it. Especially if they have these state of play things every so often, right. they have literally no need for it anymore. Just like Nintendo, when they made their directs, had no need to be at E3 anymore, other than at a kiosk. I will say it is kind of a bummer that Nintendo did their directs so early in the morning. It was always a bummer. Because, like, the people on the West Coast obviously didn't get to watch it live. No. Unless they were getting up at, like, what, 5, 6 o'clock in I the think morning. it's because it's a Japanese-focused company, and I think the time there is, like, mid-evening. Right. So then... But, I mean, it was a North American... Well, E3 is a North American event, but they still are trying I'm, to I'm talk talking to a about, Japanese audience. I'm talking about this most specific Nindy. Oh, I they, they had announced the time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because it was, like, 9 in the morning, so it's like, well, I guess I'll watch that when I get home from work. Yeah. Unless I want to watch it without sound, which, mm, eh, not great. I would have watched it without sound. All right, so what do you got? What is your... Uh, the first one, I think, and we've discussed this before, the PS5 will be full cross-play. I agree with that. PlayStation I think that is going to make a really big deal about it. I don't know if that will be announced within the next year. That could probably be the next year and a half or so. Oh, no, they're announcing the PS5 You think within this, the... this fall. You think so? Almost certainly. Okay. Yeah. So, I think they have to. Because they don't have any other games that like after this fall i mean like unless one of the big ones gets pushed or something they don't have like another i don't think there will be another round of big first party ps4 announcements from no Sony. i think this is it and i think like horizon zero dawn 2 is getting held off until the ps5 or yes. whatever i think that'll be a launch title personally yes uh yeah, that was my other prediction that I had thought of was that I the PS5 will be announced this fall like the mm-hmm. PS4 Pro was and then it will be out of, like early 2020 
or oh. fall 2020 either one because like it was the ps4 was announced what in like spring and then it was came out in the fall right yeah so I was I, th- I, I that's what I was kind of expecting it probably gets announced March or April next year I think the ps5 will be announced this fall and then it'll be like a year later the yeah. system finally comes out yes maybe or even sooner than that mm-hmm. because I think they have really been trying to let us all know that the ps4 is at the end of its life cycle for a little bit here so I maybe they'll want to try to get it in front of the Google stadia and be like and try to trump on that parade a little bit. Maybe. We'll see. I I also think that Microsoft will announce that they're making a new console at E3 this year. Yes. Because I think they have to. I Yes. Which, there was that rumor that they're making a new Xbox One, but it's going to be... That is true, as far e- as I know. It's either a rumor or it's been confirmed. It's kind of in that... But like where it's not gonna have like a disc drive. And yes, it's going it is to be... called. Oh, it's called something so dumb. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is called now. It doesn't. It's like it's not even just that. It's called like the Xbox All Digital. Yeah, or something. And it, yeah, it doesn't have a disc drive. You would just buy things mm-hmm. online, which that makes sense. Right. But I, I think that they will actually announce the next Xbox code name at E3 this year because. Since they're going to be really the only one on center stage there, I think they're going to want to put out something big, and See, that like, will be it. They did the same thing with Scorpio way too early. But then I look at the Switch, and that was basically announced, and three months later it came out. No, no, yeah. So maybe PlayStation holds off and does something like Switch. Nintendo had to do that, though, because the Wii was such a piece of shit. Right. So. Yeah, I guess Sony has... I mean, like, I assume if you take Switch users, Xbox users... And combine them, PlayStation still has a lot more. Yeah, probably. Well, the Switch has now sold more than the GameCube sold in its entire lifetime of sales, so I don't know that that's the case anymore. Well, I mean, like, I know, like, Sony had, like, 70,000 or 70 million, the PS4. And then, like, I guess, yeah. And then I, Xbox, I guess I don't know how much, because Xbox stopped reporting their sales, which, so you don't know anymore, because Nintendo is at, like, 25 30 million now and that's where xbox was before they yeah. stopped and i mean how many people have been buying xboxes recently so oh to buy crackdown <laughs> how how dope is this gonna be when you when game pass is on the xbox in theory switch and the pc and then they can say that their install base is everyone who owns windows 10 mm-hmm that's dumb because they will definitely start reporting numbers again and that will be hilarious and i'm very excited for that moment because everyone will look at it and be like what the fuck are you talking about which have you noticed a lot of times they don't even talk about like games bought they're like this game was played this much well yeah because they had the game pass yes because six people bought crackdown for 60 dollars right like with forza horizon it was like this game was played by like x amount of million it's like well yeah probably with you know game pass it, mm-hmm. it did have a lot of people playing it but how many people actually bought it is the, i would the, buy it yes that game is definitely worth 60 dollars crackdown not so much no yeah um my next prediction is steam will change to the epic store of being 12 percent rather than the 30 or at least they will lower it to try to compete with epic i do not think that they will 
I think I actually think that Steam is going to continue doing exactly what they're doing because of the extreme backlash to the Epic Store. Mm. I think that if they can weather the initial storm from it, that then they will be able to destroy them. You do think? I, yeah, I don't think that the Epic Store is actually going to make that big of a dent in what they have done because they have proven that you don't convert people from games-as-a-service games. Mm. Like, the amount of people who play Dota, like, they're not playing anything else on Steam. The people that play CSGO, they're not playing anything else on Steam. Mm. The people that play Hearthstone on Blizzard's client, like, they don't fucking play anything else. Or they just play Overwatch or something. Or World of Warcraft. So I... I don't know. It's tough because I, while I would love to believe, mm-hmm. and I still kind of do, I it is good to have for Steam to have that competition. But while they have so many people playing Fortnite, how many of those people are going to be like, "Ooh, Hades," or right. like, "Man, can't wait to play Metro Exodus"? Like, mm-hmm. probably not that many. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to convert that to active users who keep using that store. I did hear it seems like the Metro Exodus sold a lot better than people thought it would. Well, that's it also it, didn't review well. So like it no it reviewed well. I every single thing I've heard about that game is negative. Really? Cuz yeah. like I saw it getting 8s and 9s. Oh, really? Cuz yes. I I've not heard a single positive thing about that game. No, it's been reviewed very well. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's getting between 8 and 9. Yeah, cuz I everyone who used to like Metro does not like that game. It does seem like it's a little different, but... And it also, like, on consoles, it doesn't run well. And right. it, like, has weird input delay that is, like, way mm-hmm. higher than it should be because it's not like that on mm-hmm. PC at all. Hmm. I don't know, man. That game, I, they did a... They fucked that series up, which is upsetting. Yeah. But... No, it's reviewing well. I don't know if, like, maybe maybe the critics like it and the... Yeah, I have re- heard, like, universally terrible things from mm-hmm. anyone I've heard talk about it, so oh. I don't know. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I, it doesn't... Like, I like first-person shooters, but, like, those typically aren't for me the more inventory management ones. Which, that's not even what this one is like. Yeah, it's, I think this one is less like that. It is, yeah. And it, like... Oh, boy. We don't need to get into no, this. No, they... They totally goofed it mm-hmm. from what it was. Um, this next one, it is a, there's a rumor that the new Xbox, there'll be two different consoles. There'll be the stream only, and then there'll be the, the more traditional one. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think there will be the, the... It won't be just stream only. I think it'll be also download with Game Pass, like, like they're releasing now where it is going to be like digital only. I think that's going to be the options. I think... Because uh, then, if they did have a stream-only one, that one could be, like, f- no money because they don't have to put any hardware in it. Right. So, I don't know. I that That's just kind of my thought. Is like, they seem to be going heavy into Game Pass, so I'm thinking they'll have, like, a Game Pass primarily console, and then they'll have, like, the tr- traditional disk drive. That's my, tr- they my prediction. They are poised to really do well when the Mm. next console comes out because if they keep doing what they're doing with game pass they can inherently say like hey the new xbox when you get it you can already play all of these games as well right if you have game pass so see that where it gets kind of tricky is now playstation's got people hooked in their exclusives 
uh-huh. people are into Horizon. They're into Spider-Man. They're into God of War. Uh, they're into whatever Naughty Dog is producing. So it's going to be hard for Microsoft to pry away the exclusives, I think. Because once you get people hooked into those, like Nintendo fans, like they'll keep playing Mario games. They will keep playing the Zelda games. Yes, but the issue with that is the issue that Nintendo always has. Is that people will buy that console and then only buy those games for it. Mm-hmm. So like, there was a reason why everyone bought a 360 over a PS3, even though the PS3 still had really good first party products. Right. And it was because multiplayer games are a way bigger deal now than they used to be and so like if your infrastructure for multiplayer is way better people will automatically go to that console because it just makes sense right and then multi-platform games will come out on both but then later on in the life cycle when the console is cheaper people buy that and then play the single player games which is exactly what happened with the ps3 because by the end they were basically even yeah so it's I don't know. Yeah. I, I I I just think if if Sony can get ahead of it and have some like really good at launch, maybe people will. It'll it'll depend if multiplayer or because Sony's really gone heavy into the single player. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, that was something I forgot to mention in the fucking Stadia thing mm-hmm. where they gave the percentages of like how much better it is than the PS4 Pro and right. the. Like, you don't actually see that performance. Right. You would never actually see that performance mm-hmm. on a fucking stream. Oh, my God. That was so frustrating <laughs> yeah. to me. You would That would not matter at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. Like, yeah, I could go run out a whole fucking server. It's not going to make mm-hmm. the game better. You're right. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Means nothing. Yes. My next one, it's not a video game. But it's video game related. Mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu will not be a good movie. Oh, you're wrong. But I will like it. I think it's going to be a great movie. I think I will like it. I think we will like it. I know I will. But like I don't it. think it will be a good movie. Oh, I think it's going to be a great movie. We <laughs> differ right. on this one. That's my prediction. Is Detective Pikachu is a great movie? Are you? Do you really think like critics are gonna? It's gonna be beloved by all. Hundred percent. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I. It's gonna be like better than the fucking Sonic movie. Well, I mean that's. You, do you think this is going to be the best video game adaptation? Yes, I do. Uh, because I've seen video game movies, mm-hmm. and they're all universally insanely bad. I, did you ever see the Assassin's Creed one? No. I did not either. I I love Michael Fassbender, but mm-hmm. I could not. I could not do it. It sounds like they really messed up the lore of that. I don't know, dude. I, you don't even have to do the lore of the game. Like, mm-hmm. it just, you could do whatever. And it still sucked, mm-hmm. even in that regard, I think. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, the closest thing we've ever gotten was the original Mortal Kombat movie. And that was good in a dumb, fun, campy way. And then the sequel was one of the worst movies ever made, period. So. The Tomb Raider game movies were not terrible, they were pretty rough. They were watchable. Sure. I'm not going to sit here and say they were good. I'm saying they were watchable. (laughs) I could say that about a lot of movies, but I... There's some that, like, you are just like, this is painful to watch. Some, yeah. I... But most video game movies are like, wow, this is just upsetting me Mm. as it goes. I I don't know. 
Yeah, because like that World of Warcraft one was very disappointing. Some people like that. Yes. That one I can't say because I did not see. Mm-hmm. I also was not a fan of World of Warcraft. It, if it was a Warcraft movie, mm-hmm. I'd be in there. Just regular old Warcraft. But but that's my prediction. Detective Pikachu is going to be lit. <laughs> you, you wait and see. I'm, count- I'm counter-predicting you. I think it's going to be a, a movie that I like. I Boy. That's just, that's mine, uh... That's my prediction. 80% or higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, I'd be expecting like 50 to 60. Nah, dog. 80% or higher. Um, All right, we'll yeah. see. It'll be in, it'll be 70 right between the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also take that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, going going back to E3, I think Warner Brothers is going to have a play a bigger role in E3 this year and have a bigger presence. Because they've been very quiet for a very long time. Yeah, outside of Mortal Kombat, right. they don't really have anything that is announced yes. currently that I can think of. Because there was the Harry Potter rumor. There was. Which, it seemed like that was very close to being done. Mm-hmm. And then we never really heard anything about it. There's been a lot of rumors about either Wonder Woman or a Justice League. Which I think there could be both of them. Because we don't, we don't know what Rocksteady's doing. We really don't know anything Warner Brothers is doing. So I think... No, the other day they announced... Uh, they own Turtle Rock, right? Yeah, I guess. There was that <laughs> post-apocalyptic... Zombie game. Mm-hmm. Which we need more mm-hmm. of. Yes. Everyone needs a post-apocalyptic zombie game for their repertoire. Mm-hmm. So I, that's... I think, like, at the Microsoft, we'll see some Warner Brothers titles... Because other than Mortal Kombat, we don't have a lot going on. No, yeah, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. I could see that as well. Uh, I think Watch Dogs 3 will be announced. So do I, because uh, they said they're taking Mm -hmm. another break from Assassin's Creed, so this is the time. And Assassin's Creed Odyssey got announced at E3. So I think Watch Dogs 3 will be announced at E3. Yeah, which I wish that they had done what they should have done and just done one every other year but then they made two assassin's creeds the rumor is that it's going to be in the uk which could be interesting i don't know anything about hacking culture in the uk so eh, london that could be cool running around oh london. i'm it could be cool i'm just saying i don't know anything mm-hmm. about hacking culture in the uk i don't i, don't I learned know. a lot about driving in the uk <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna have Pokemon in the UK. Yeah, it man, the, it's UK the UK. It's the UK. <laughs> oh boy, that'll okay. be interesting. It could be interesting. Yeah, I will play another Watch Dogs. Or uh, I'm excited. Number seven is, I think, my boldest prediction. I think Nintendo will have a female protagonist game. I think it will be either Peach or Zelda. It better be better than the last Peach protagonist game where her emotions were her weapon. Yeah, because like, when you really think about this generation, there's been a lot of like female protagonists. It's becoming yeah. much more common with this generation. But Nintendo really hasn't caught up, and they don't make a lot of those kind of ge- They don't really have a lot of female protagonists. So you're not counting Metroid? Well, other than Metroid, what else is there? Uh, no, I'm... Been... Yeah, that's the... And even Metroid was more just like a surprise at the end yeah and then like i guess like toad's treasure tracker you play as toadette. toadette a little bit yeah man 
But, like, other than that, they have, like, Mario and Yoshi and Luigi and Donkey Kong. And a lot of them are male, so. We don't know Yoshi's a man. I guess not. <laughs> it's a that's the, That's my prediction, is that Yoshi's really <laughs> a woman. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I I still don't know when Nintendo will have time to announce a game in their schedule of 800,000 games coming out this fall. Yeah, I don't know. But I think they'll I think that's a possibility. Mm. And my last three are Smash uh, predictions. Oh boy. Uh Doom guy. Mm-hmm. I still think that I want that. Yeah, that was that's the leak. As soon as they announce mm-hmm. that Erdrick is the second character then it is that is all solid in stone mm-hmm. which i do not want to be true but and then my last two are microsoft which is one is banjo kazooie mm-hmm. and then the last one is cuphead okay the i can't remember the other two characters i don't know like i haven't i don't follow smash at all i'm just pulling those out of my butt it was doom guy minecraft steve fuck i can't remember the other one and it was not a Nintendo character. Dang. I've lost it. Because Cuphead would be really cool. Actually, all three of those games, because it's not just the stage, you'd have really cool music. You would, in theory. And when Cuphead could, like, having, like, that stage in that art style in Smash would be kind of, would be really cool. That would be very cool. I think that no one is going to get what they want from Smash DLC. I don't even care. I care deeply. Would you be happy with those three? I would be very unhappy with those three. Really? Yeah. Because they, I don't know, man, they savage their own franchises in the fucking, in the game. What do you mean? Like, they just, they leave out characters from franchises that should be in there. But we we know that it's not going to be Nintendo characters. We don't know that. They said that. They're all going to be surprises and they're not going to be nintendos no they said they're going to be surprises oh they for did. everyone they did not say that they will all be third-party characters i thought they did say they no were all i'm going to be pretty sure party. they did not say that oh okay i thought they did say third party they could start by maybe putting in another final fantasy character so there could be more than two final fantasy music tracks in the fucking game that seems like it's more square enix i know and square enix is terrible they're doing they're, what was Square Enix's most recent game? Tomb Raider? No, there's something else. Just Cause? Fuck. It was something else that came... Oh, it was Kingdom Hearts. Oh. They have not put out sales data for Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious because they have universally squandered their western releases and always say they underperformed like just cause four underperformed in like a spectacular way and i I don't think that performed particularly no but tomb raider i think did okay and that still underperformed what they wanted for a third consecutive time i i'm very curious what kingdom hearts sold i I don't know what made me think that i also think we'll finally get some stuff on the that marvel game which... That was another rumor about that Stadia thing, was that because Crystal Dynamics was going to be there, that they were going to show that, but then they showed Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. See, that's... One thing I'm kind of wondering is, maybe the Stadia releases and it'll just be all older games. Oh, I'm, yeah. 
could be. Which I that would make more sense. Right. I, I don't think that they are going to have anyone who's like chomping at the bit to be exclusive to the Stadia no, the, no. for a new game they just developed unless they're an indie studio. Yeah, which like Doom Eternal, there's no way it is going to be exclusive to a streaming. The PC crowd would just break down. <laughs> well, it already isn't, though. Like, they already right. said it's on PC and fucking Switch. And... But I'm saying, like, if it was a PC exclusive to the Stadia, the PC crowd would shut down. Do you think Bethesda's going to apologize at their E3 press conference? There's definitely going to be some. Do you think that it's going to be like a Japanese style, like deep bow action happening there? I think there's going to be some self-aware jokes about how bad it is. They can't joke. It's not funny. They, I, they can't do it, man. I, I would love for them to joke about it, but I feel like they can't. They will. Oh boy. That's my prediction. That's going to be rough. <laughs> My prediction is that that is going to be the roughest press conference I've ever seen. Todd Howard is going to get booed when he walks out on stage. They don't let enough people that are not employees of Bethesda in there for that to happen. I don't think. I don't think game journalists will boo, and I mm. don't think that the people who work at Bethesda will boo. I was so. think. I guess yeah, because maybe it is more press. And... Yeah, I don't think that that will okay. occur. That would be really savage. <laughs> I think that even though it was not a good game, I think that people that work in the press would be better than that. Oh, no, like people that. in the press would definitely not boo. Yeah. I, I was thinking there would be more public. I don't think there's as very many. Uh, well, um, well, they had that. Con- do you think Andrew WK will make his grand return at the Bethesda press conference? I, I don't even think he's in the game Rage 2. No, they used him in the ad. No, I mean like his songs are not in. The oh, game I don't at think all. so either. I Which... think they just used them for the marketing of the ad. Right. Um. And they, um and God, that's my favorite moment. Just <laughs> him going crazy, and then they just keep panning the crowd. That is just motionless. It has no. <laughs> oh, there were a couple people that enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I wish that I had more predictions, but I just, every time I think about something in video games, it is either, there is no, there's like nothing I can predict anymore because it is either the most predictable thing Mm -hmm. or just like on a Wednesday, they're like, hey, we're putting out this stream and here's this thing that you never Mm -hmm. in a billion years would have expected. Because like I could predict that Shenmue 3 will be bad, but that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's not even a prediction. That's just a f- that's just factual. I read an article that was like Shenmue Three is going to be this year's Fallout seventy six, and I went, no, it's going to be as bad as Fallout seventy six. No, it can't be. Well, I think it'll be no. Well, but like Fallout seventy six had so much hype around it. This is not going to have the hype. People like Shenmue, dude, and those people are delusional. <laughs> I've talked about this semi recently. This is there's no prediction involved. The people who look back fondly on Shenmue and are expecting this to be a good game, I think are delusional. Because have you fucking seen that shit? Yeah, and who who's watching this going like this is going to be a good game? No, not Shenmue 3. I mean 1 and 2. Oh yeah, like, like fucking back then, sure it was really cool, but even then like there's no content in that game. You don't do anything. It's bad yakuza. It's not even that. It's it's not even trying to be that. It's just well, no, like it, it, Yakuza feels like it can't. It spun off 
to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like it spun off Shadow. At no point in Yakuza do you have to wait 15 minutes to go to bed. Well, they learn some things and they make it better. But, but I mean, it's not, it's not even like that. It's just, oh my god. <laughs> Shenmue is like excruciatingly slow in a way yes. that is unbearable by modern sensibilities. And like... A lot of people really like Shenmue because the dub voices are hilarious. Like, it's so funny how bad they are. Yeah, and that's why we're going to play together and we're going to have a... We, we... Shenmue 3, they will try with the voices and it will be so sad. I'll cry. Will we finish it? Shenmue 3? No way. I don't think we can finish Shenmue. Okay. I think that we'll, we would play once and then be like... We're done here. This is too. This is insane. We're gonna play for like two hours and call it. That's your prediction, ah, dude. We might not even make it that long. <laughs> Shenmue's fucking rough, and like I understand from a like historical standpoint, you look mm-hmm. back and it was like, yeah, at the time it was so cool. The fact that the second one still came out in the U.S., mm-hmm. they had to remake it basically for Xbox because it came out in Dreamcast in Japan. Like, that's cool. Great. Yeah, man, they didn't finish the story. We don't know what happened with Landy, but now we will find out the epic conclusion. That game was... Yu Suzuki said some crazy shit. Like, that game was supposed to be six long, and like, oh my god. Oh my god. People wonder why Sega went out of business. That shit, that Shenmue is the reason. That was the money sink of all time. They just, like, had a sweet money funnel... And Sega was filling it to the brim, and they made Shenmue. The first one or the second one? The first one. Mm. And then they had to make the second one to try to recoup? I believe so. But not enough. Not enough, man. People who like Shenmue are very passionate, so they would fight me about this, but I do not agree. Yeah, by all accounts, it seems like they have aged very poorly. At the time, they, they were very influential games. But they're rough to go back to. That's from what I recently. Heard. I was watching Eris stream them. He beat the first one. His main thing was he really liked gambling, so he was gambling mm. all the time. That was fun for him. The second one, he got no shit ten minutes from the end and said, "We're never playing this game again." <laughs> he quit right there. Did he do it to just kind of? He was like, he was like, we can't do this. This is so boring. And then everybody kept saying, but you're so close. And then he was like, how close are we? People would say, and he waffled back and forth and was like, no, we're done. (laughs) We're done now. And like, that's, yeah, man. So yeah, I don't have any more bold predictions. I don't think I, video games are so, they're in a weird place where I just, I, well, I don't know, man. When do you think CD Projekt Red comes out? 2020. Well, or Cyberpunk. I know what you meant. Yeah. Cyberpunk. 2020. 2020? I, th- I think. So next year? Yeah. Like the end of next year. We That was announced that we'll get more information at E3 on that. Yes, and I I would bet that it will come out in 2020. Because it's definitely 0% chance it comes out this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the belief is that Halo game is going to be a launch title for the Xbox. One thing I'm kind of curious about is Forza. Are they? Yeah, they always have Forza. Well, no, I'm saying like because I know you've talked about how you don't know if this year is going to be what? What would it be? Forza Eight? Yes. 
Because you seem you were talking about how like Forza Seven was so bad that I oh that is true. The people really didn't like Forza Seven, so I wonder if they will try to yeah just keep supporting that. Because like if that's the case and they do an off year and then Forza Forza Eight comes out next year, would that push Horizon to then? There's no way they would release both Forza games in the same year. Uh, what if Playground is actually making that Fable game? Gee, I don't. I, I feel like Forza Horizon was like their best game last year. It's been the best. But game. The, like, okay, I really I like don't... that. We really like that game, and sure, you could say it was their best game of last year. But like, what does that mean? Well, no, they I didn't mean, have other games. It might be their best game of this generation. I don't know that I can say that. I mean, what else would they have? I mean, Halo Five came out, and Halo Five came out, and Gears Four. Forza Horizon 1 and 2. And 3. But those were... 1 and 2 were not this this generation. I think they were was... both, I believe. I think they came out on 360 and Xbox One. Maybe. I'm just trying to think, like, what would be their most financial... And I feel like that one at least is consistently going to get them give them money. And I don't know if Microsoft... Microsoft may want to keep that going. I don't know what their strategy is mm. because they basically are in some weird holding pattern until their 800 studios they bought have right. enough time to make a game, mm-hmm. which is not yet. Yeah, because I mean, like, a lot of them kept working on old games, like Obsidian is The Outer Worlds is coming out this year. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, no, Obs- I, well, I mean, whatever, Dead Ink, or I can never fucking remember the name of that studio that makes State of Decay. State Which of Decay 2 is too out, recent for them out. to have made another one. That came out last year. Yeah. So, in theory, they're working on State of Decay 3. Or they're actually working on the MMO that they promised they would make originally. Maybe. I don't know, man. I just... I, but, yeah. I mean, if The Outer Worlds is coming out this year, that means an Obsidian game, you're looking at minimum 2022. Unless they have multiple studios. I mean, how, I don't think Obsidian's that big. They did lay off a lot of people. So, so I unless know. they hired a lot of people, <laughs> like they might be all hands on deck with this, and then after that, then they start working on whatever for Microsoft. So, yeah, I, I, Microsoft is very interesting right now. Ninja Theory. Here's one I got for you. Do you think that The Last of Us 2 will have finished coming out by the end of 2020? <laughs> I think it's coming out this year. The rest of it? The Last of Us Part 2? No, no. Uh, sorry. I mean, uh, Life is Strange. Oh, that's very different. Yeah, because d- they that game is not on a production schedule or some shit. I... The fucking second part just came out, and that was like six to seven months after the first part. Yeah. Like, I think there is a somehow a possibility that by the end of 2020, all of that game will not be out. Yes. Like, cause what the f- what's going on? Yeah, I, I think what's gonna. It's happen- an episodic adventure game. Like, what could possibly be going that wrong? The first one was what September, October. Yeah, yeah, I think. The second one, which did not review well, was just like maybe February. And then, like, I think it could be six months. <laughs> we'll get the third one, and then it'll just like four, five, six, like just it, it straight succession. That that's what I would guess. Shit, dude. 
Yeah, that, I don't know. Something strange is going on there. <laughs> Which, when do you think that's going to die? Well, episodic games? Yes. Now? Because, With this? Because, like... Well, Telltale's I, gone, so they're the only thing making an episodic game that I can think of off the top of my head right now. And what would you often hear with Telltale? I'll just wait till they're all out and I'll play it all at once. I mean, like, the the episodic really... Kinda... So I think that something really cool that Google could do is get episodic games for that platform, and mm. then, like, if it's a subscription service, or even Game Pass, right. if it's a subscription service-based thing, but you have to make sure that every episode is done up front. Yes. And it's not like a bit, and you wouldn't necessarily put it all up like Netflix to binge. You would just make sure that they're actually made and put out a real release schedule, like, once mm. a month or once every other month. Or once a week. That's the only way that an episodic game, I think, can continue to exist. Because it sure as fuck can't exist like Life is Strange. No? It can do, like, um, TV where it is, like, a weekly thing, maybe. Right, but games that don't have that fast a turnaround, right? Like, they would work on it for five years to put it out in five weeks. Well, you're or saying three years. You're saying it's already. They would already be all complete. I know they would have to be complete, but I'm just saying the development time, I feel like, would be so too like, long. They would have to milk it. So that they could make sure that you subscribe another month. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it would be month. That makes sense. Yeah. So then it it would be once per month. So then like you're sticking around. Which that is like the only way I see that model continuing to exist. Because Life is Strange 2 certainly isn't fucking doing it. And, and if they go with those kind of games, it wouldn't be as big of a deal with the lag. Yes. Because as we said, I played The Wolf Among Us. I mean, it was fine. And I mean, it wasn't great. It definitely had some issues, but it didn't kill the gameplay. Yeah. Well, I could talk about video games forever, which could happen if we don't stop now. So we'll call it there. This is not our longest episode. It is least. not our longest episode. That is true. Oh, We've one gone last over thing. three hours. <clears throat> I just kind of wanted to... Did you see... Four people liked our last podcast. I was like blown away by that. Two of them were bots. Oh, that makes me less sad. I know. That makes gotcha. Me Every time you post something on SoundCloud, bots that want you to send them your link and pay them money so mm. that they promote it is always very high. Man, that seems like that has a very bad bot problem. It does. It's really bad. And the second they go up, they get bot likes. It's really fucked up. Maybe it's just too expensive for them to worry. To no, I bet they just don't give a fuck. Figure it out. They just don't care. I would assume so. SoundCloud is always on the verge of going out of business. So I feel like it's fairly popular. It seems that way. A lot of podcasts and a lot of rappers trying to make a it. lot of SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, we can get into that next. That's my next. My next venture. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> That's your next big prediction. Yeah, is that I will become a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> But with that, thank you guys for listening. And if you've listened somehow miraculously for 50 episodes, congratulations to you yeah. uh, that you still want to be here. <laughs> thank you, I guess. Yeah. Um, In a market where there's just like so many video game podcasts, the fact that people are listening to this one just blows my mind. Yeah, which is cool. And I yeah. appreciate it. I, yeah. That, and that's where I was kind of going with the four likes. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. I mean, I really appreciate this. Yeah. Little, little bummed out that two of them were bots, <laughs> but we'll take it. Yeah. I love bots. Yeah. Any bots want to come listen to the podcast? <laughs> I don't discriminate. Um, 
as always, the theme song, Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. Check them out. They're dope. Uh, we will catch you again in two weeks. Peace out. <laughs>